This month, we bring you the second half of Show 57, featuring the San Diego Trans County Trail. If you haven't heard the first half, go download Show 57A right now and give it a listen. Now back to our regularly scheduled trail show podcast already in progress. We'll pick up right where we left off with Cliff Kipp's Bear Story right after the intro music. You're tuned to The Trail Show. Get on the trail! We're talking about dirt, mud, blood, and guts. Can nobody fiesta? It's The Trail Show. Bam! Ah! Featuring Lawton Disco Grinter. What the hell are you two doing, Mike? Felicia P.O.D. Hermosillo. What are you girls doing up here? Mike D'Lo DiLorenzo. Yeah! Junaid Special 41. Daoud. I don't think you need to tell a funny pop if you got some of them little brandy on the little nub-nub or something or something. And now, broadcasting live from Boulder, Colorado, it's The Trail Show. All right, what do you got, Cliff? The bear uh, incident. Well, no, so you know, I mean, um, I mean, we're in we're in Northwest Montana, and uh, we're right in in like core habitat. In fact, it becomes a major issue whenever there are uh, travel planning for the forest, or uh, you know, planning timber sales and stuff like that. Where are the grizzlies? Are there enough? Are there not enough? Whatever, whatever. And uh, so, you know, people people join MCC because they want to get a little taste of the frontier. Yeah. And, Sure enough, uh, 20, gosh, I want to say 20, 2012, 2012, 2013, um, the very first week. Um, so the crew leaders, the crew leaders have been with us for a few months. They've been training, uh, yeah. but the very first week for the core members, uh, we sent them out on our project, sent two crews, uh, we sent them to Hay Creek and Hay Creek is part of the PNT. Um, just after you leave Glacier National Park and you're getting uh, getting onto the, the Flathead National Forest uh, right after Pole Bridge. Excellent pastries at Pole Bridge for all you through hikers. Hey uh, the, the bear claws are incredible. <laughs> no. uh, but, uh, so, Odd coincidence. Um, so we had like 15 people camped on this uh, old, it's an old roadbed for a while. You know, people get upset that it's a trode, but whatever, it's, it's an access. So, it's a double wide trail, people. I heard chode, but I heard chode. double wide. sweet, man. I've never heard that. So they camped, they were camped out. Like the tents were all kind of in a line and the crew had been working at a different site and they come home or come back to their camp on Hay Creek, and uh, and they notice a huge pile of scat as they're driving in. They're like, oh, that's interesting. And uh, and then they look up, and their tent, like, I don't know, like I said, there are 15 tents, maybe nine of them have been just squashed. And then, like, oh, another, oh, you know, another four. There's like, there's, like, goose down floating through the air. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just, snowing. It's just... Demolished. Yeah, it was, oh. it, like, there was it was carnage. Not, like, not, like, human carnage. Just... Gear carnage. Gear carnage. And I know that hurts a little bit. You guys know how that feels, right? When you see like a when your when your primo <laughs> piece of gear has a little a little tear in it, it kind of tears your soul. Yeah. And so um, all these new all these newbies who had just joined MCC and spent ten thousand dollars on new gear because oh. we told them they had to have it. Um, you know, their very first project they um, had a bear in camp, and they didn't. Nobody saw it. But they didn't. They they just saw the evidence, right? Um, and so they came. <laughs> so what you're it, saying is it could have been a Bigfoot. Well, or a DM. Um, we're pretty sure it was Grizz. We're pretty sure it was Grizz. One one kid actually. Had but a it could have been a bigfoot. The, uh, 
Um, yeah, I mean, I suppose it could have. Yeah, I suppose, <laughs> but um, <laughs> because nobody saw it, yeah, uh, it, it it could have been a uh, bigfoot. I have an awesome side story if I could come back to that. Yeah, please. Uh, but um, don't stop. So anyway, they we you know they're they're all a mess. Everybody's a mess. They're like they're uh, you know kind of shell shocked and traumatized. Like what you know my gear, what's going to happen? You guys just put me in danger, blah blah. So we bring them all in and we debrief. And that's one thing about conservation course you did. Like you debrief everything, right? Okay. We gotta get some feedback. We're gonna give you some feedback. I'm gonna take them. Talk about dirt. Dirt monger gives feedback for like hours. Yeah, I can. I can believe that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so anyway, you know, I'm like, okay, let me, you know, let me hear what you guys have to say. Oh, we're scared. We had brought the, we brought the bear biologist, the fish, wildlife, and parks bear biologist in um, to talk to them. And you know, somebody's like, wait a minute. So did you, did you know that, did you know that there was a bear in the area? And the bear biologist was like. Yeah, it's the North Fork. Like, yeah, we yeah we knew there were there were bears up there. And then the guy looks at the the core member looks at me. He's like, "How could you put us? How could you put us in a place where there were bears?" And I, I was like, "I was like, man, every single place you go it's for Montana. an yeah. project is yeah, I'm like the entire state. Uh, yeah, the so entire state pretty, is grizzly bear country. Whoa, I mean, I mean, just ask little, just ask the Voss. How could you knows do all about this? it? How could you do this to us? <laughs> Was that? He said, how could you do this to us? I mean, there's really only a couple of places where there are bear, right? I mean, it's like schools right. and the forest. That's pretty much it. <laughs> That's right. Oh, did you guys see that whole thing after? Uh, so yeah, that, the, the black bear. There's a black bear in, in uh, Bozeman High School. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we heard about but that. Isn't that their mascot? <laughs> yeah, we, have, we do have lots of grizz mascot. So, um, no, in all in all reality, I mean there was a, there was a pretty tragic grizz death, um, or a person, a human death, uh, on account of grizz this this last year um, up here. So it's, I mean, it's a real concern. For I mean, sure. It's a big For thing sure. that, that we talk about, and we you know really espouse the use of bear spray, not firearms. But um, hey, hey, Cliff, you know, what I mean, it's, what it's happened really to the crew? Yourself. What happened to the crew that you debriefed? Did you send them right back out to the same spot? I mean, or were they freaked out? Like what? Give us give us totally a little conclusion. Out. Okay. Sure. They were totally freaked out. We replaced their gear, um, and then we put them in a different on a different trail project. With and then the you same, like with the same and then project you, partner. And then you stayed up real late till after they went to sleep and started making bear noises in the woods just <laughs> for fun. Thank you, Pod. That's exactly Cliff, what I was going to ask. Cliff, if this happens exactly again, like, Cliff, if this happens again this summer. Just send them down to Boulder, Colorado. <laughs> we don't have any bears. We don't have any bears on my side of Broadway, which is the main north-south ar- ar- artillery road in the city. <laughs> There's no bears artillery. on my side of the highway, and I got a lot of work for these guys. I do. <laughs> and you can like send it. some uh, of the bear down too. I mean, it'd be great, yeah. man. It'd be great. We do some digging, man. We could do some planting. Awesome stuff. Hey, awesome what? stuff. So. Cliff, what was that side story? <laughs> what was that side story about Bigfoot that you were gonna? Oh yeah, um, yeah, let's hear it. Please. Oh, man. So, 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 unfortunately, Kalispell and uh, you know our, our community is known for some goofy uh, circumstances. There are just people that do ridiculous thing. At one point, uh, this do you mean like meth? An alligator? <laughs> yeah, a lot of meth. A lot of meth. Uh, this kid, this kid caught a pet alligator that had inadvertently left its owner's house, <laughs> um, and what? in like a fishing pond. In a fishing <laughs> pond. This is not. This this wasn't the story I meant to tell, but I'm gonna tell it anyway. So, okay. Um, so then, of course, like the dad goes out there. and Dad's like, "Oh, we should kill it," and so they uh, they <laughs> make, make him out, yeah. arrows. <laughs> 
they try to instead of calling the authorities. They, and anyway, so uh, things like that happen. So there's this guy, there's this guy who put on a what is it? It's like a ghillie or ghillie suit. It's like a it's like a suit that um, uh, is supposed ghillie, to make you see camouflage. Oh yeah yeah yeah. It's yeah. like this drapey sort of camo suit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've like seen that on the like so it's silly like yeah. shrubs or whatever, right? Yeah. This is a classic. This is a classic. Like, hold my beer and watch this. So he, uh, <laughs> he <clears throat> so he's. It's like it's raining. It's like torrential rain. He goes. Hold he my goes beer to the side this. of. He goes to the side of the highway, which is like a seventy mile an hour highway just south of town. Yeah. And he's his idea is he's going to jump out into the highway with his ghillie suit and scare people into thinking that he's Sasquatch. Okay. And you know what happened? He you got shot. Happened? This is the tragic, the tragic end of the story. No, he didn't get shot. But he got hit by he a car. Jumped out in front of, jumped out in front of a car, and a, like a sixteen year old girl ripped him, hit him. He ju- he like bounced up in the air, landed on the cement, and then her poor friend. Like fifteen-year-old girl driving right behind her in her own car hit him again. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> the double whammy. Dude, dude's dead, and two teenage girls are completely traumatized by this guy trying to be Bigfoot. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> All right, so lesson sorry, lesson for the, the Trail Show Nation: Don't dress up like Bigfoot and jump out of traffic. It's not worth no, it. No, just Whoa. come to Boulder, Colorado. I got a lot of work for you guys to do in my yard. It's much safer, man. We could dig. We could some dig people, out a bunch of turf, man. Lay down some flagstones. It's so much safer. I'm telling you, man. Call call Mile High Youth Corps. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What you need to do? This is what you need to do. You well, need Boulder to County has a youth corps. Public benefit. All right, you need I, to articulate the public benefit. I will. Of doing I will. That work. I'm, we're going to bring up the property values in my neighborhood by making my property beautiful. It's all about community. It's building, all about. You know? It's the community. It's all about the community. Is it's it not, access? Yeah, I'm going to let if people you can hang provide out. Additional access. Yeah, dude, people can camp on my front lawn. That's totally cool. I'm all about it, man. But not his backyard. We'll cook him breakfast. I'll have a hostel, man. It's amazing. Let's do this, Kip. Can they fat bike? Kip, you going to come down here and do bike? this? You going to help me with this or what? This is this is the project. This is not why you came on the trail show, is it? I'm actually gonna have to <laughs> cut out. I'm actually gonna have to cut out this entire like last you know three or four minutes, Dilo. I appreciate it though, man. Thanks. Man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Cliff. Hey, thank you so much for coming on the show tonight. Yeah, we it's appreciate it. Montana Conservation Corps. People can get more info at mtcorps.org. That's mtcorps.org. And, you know, go there if you're interested in joining or perhaps volunteering. Hey, yeah. bottom line, get yeah. down with them. We're o- hiring now. Get okay. down with MCC. Hiring now. Thank you guys so much for your time. I'd love to uh, meet any one of you guys. You come up, you come out on a project. We'll go out on the PNT, go out on the CC, yeah. and we'll drink beers. There's a, a whole lot of craft breweries that have, that have popped up around here. And, uh, yeah, I really – you guys are doing some cool stuff. I listened to a couple uh, shows last night just to get the flavor. Oh, nice. Nice. Do you actually listen to the trail show? And, uh, wow, that's more than yeah, Cactus listen to. Yeah, all right. <laughs> thanks, Kip. Hey, Cliff, have a good night, man. We'll talk to you later. <laughs> thanks a lot. All right. Awesome. Bye. There he goes, ladies and gentlemen. Cliff Kip from the Montana that Conservation Corps. That guy was cool, Corps. man. Yeah, he, was cool. he was rolling with it. That, yeah. Yeah. that, that was like, awesome. That you, need really to call, awesome. you need to call this, cool. the Colorado Conservation Corps, man. I can't help you out. <laughs> All right, folks. It's time to get into Trail of the Month. We've, finally. We've fought, yeah, we're finally getting around to What are you talking about? It. Next um, month. We're going to get it to Trail of the Month. <laughs> next It'll month. be next month. Sorry. <laughs> it's going to be so good. The best trail. It's going to be the tremendous. It's okay. going to be huge. So this month, we've got the San Diego Trans County Trail, 
or is it called the San Diego C to C? I've seen both online. Which which one is it? You know, I don't know. I know I the story. I don't know. Do you know the story? Yeah. So yeah. it used to be the C to C route. Okay. Um, and then I guess there was some discrepancy with another um, trail. It was, or something it was like that. I think Skirka. Yeah, Skirka. Oh. It was Skirka's fault. Yeah. So we had to. <laughs> Always is. They had to change the name. Um, wow. So now it is the San Diego San Diego Trans County Trail officially. Okay. Okay. Thank you for clearing that yeah. up. Yeah. Officially, unofficially. Because unofficially, there's, unofficially. There's no yeah. like parenting body to this. Yeah. Trail. You're talking it's about Salton Sea to Pacific. Exactly. Yep. Okay. So it's, as as you guys know, everyone who's familiar with the the long distance hiking, sometimes there's a trail, sometimes there's a, a corridor or a route, and this right. is more of a route or a corridor trail. Route versus trail. Yeah. yeah. All right. So yeah. tell us about it. Where does it start? Where does it finish? How long is it? Um, it starts at the Salton Sea, which is in California. It's a man-made body of water. It's really cool. Um, super salty, obviously. It used to be yeah. a resort town in the 1950s. The water basically just became so salty that they couldn't live there. So now it's just this like strange, desolate place of, that has like remnants of the past. And when you walk on the beach there, it's all fish bones. Oh, no way. Yeah. So, so yeah. oddly enough, so Salton City is the actual town that's right beside uh, what was, I guess, the Salton Sea. Great and, place. The best place. Well, it, tremendous place. POD and I drove through there yeah, a couple years weird. ago randomly. And... um. We actually went through a Border Patrol checkpoint yeah. just below Salton City. And I felt so bad for the Border Patrol guys working there because the wind was blowing mm-hmm. like 40, 50 <laughs> miles per hour. And it was just dust and sand. I mean, it was just a brownout. And you're in your car with the windows Yeah. Open. And you're listening to, take me down to the Salton City where the grass is green and, <laughs> and the, the water is salty. <laughs> oh, won't you please exactly. take me home? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And what's, what's weird is that when you're down there, not <laughs> every radio plays that same song on a Do loop. They really? It's on a they loop. Do. You yeah, can't, it's like, you can't not hear it. Take me down to the Salton so, City. So is there like yeah. actually much in the way of like actual water? Like how, how, how big was the water? How big is it now? You know uh, I mean? it's, like, it's big. So it's... So the Huge. whole the whole region is the area that was historically the Cortez Sea. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you can imagine the sea that's that separates Baja California yeah. from Mexico proper, that used to extend all the way up into oh, that region, up into okay. up into Arizona. Hmm. Um, but it, it's it's uh, in the past several hundred years, it's been dry. There was a project, and I, I can't remember the specific year, but it was in the early 1900s. They tried to divert a portion of the Colorado River, and a levee broke. And it accidentally flooded this historical floodplain, and, okay. uh, and okay. there was born the Salton Sea. Oh, so it was an accident. Oh, okay. It was an accident. Oh, and, and they and didn't it, abort it. it. And 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 it remains to this day, and it's become a huge migratory path for birds. And mm-hmm. so it's actually a really cool area. Yeah. Um, but it, it stinks like hell when you go down there, and the the shoreline is literally made. Can up you describe of, the smell? Like dead fish smell? Yeah, yeah it's, it's awful. Like, it's like bones. it's like dead fish mixed bones with bacon. Uh, with ass. Oh, like dead fish yeah. and ass, and they're just okay. baking Yum. in the sun, right? Yep. The yeah, bones yeah. are just baking in the sun. Yeah. They're like, yeah. sweet. and but the shoreline literally is made of of, of fish bones. So it's so actually, how did those? It's really cool. Fish you walk so along like after it flooded, did they stock it with fish or something? So or? they did. Um, so basically, once it flooded, everyone was like, "Well, this might be a really good like destination resort area for everyone to get out of the cities that were on the coast." So it became kind of like a playground for the rich and famous. 
So they huh. stocked it with fish. All the birds came, which actually the birds are still there, which is really good. Um, and there was some talks in, I think, like the 1980s of restoring the whole area and trying to clean up the water so it could actually be usable. Um, and that project was going to cost like $3 billion. So California was like, no, it's not <laughs> happening. So that kind of just got pushed on the back burner. But So where does the trail go? Go where does it go through, and then where from does the it Salton end? Sea? Yeah, yeah. Where does, yeah, it, where does it go? Yeah, so you you unofficially start uh, just literally at the shores of the Salton Sea, and um, you have about forty miles to cross between the Salton Sea and the town of Borrego Springs, California. Borrego and Borrego. Yeah, so you're like gonna that. you're gonna do that by crossing. Um, it, it starts basically about 200 feet below sea level, and so you're gonna cross oh, this cool. kind of salt pan desert. It's, it's, a, it's actually beautiful. It's one of my favorite sections of the whole trail. The whole trail is about 170 miles, and the first 40 miles are some of my favorite. Okay. And so you you cross this whole the whole thing, and um, you're gonna follow two main washes to get to the town of Brego Springs. So you go up the Arroyo Salada wash. Then you have to do a little bit of cross-country navigation to get from one wash to the other, and then you take the Borrego wash all the way to Borrego Springs. Hmm. So you're kind of walking in desert washes. If you guys are familiar, um, you're, you're kind of in a, a – um, it's not an alluvial floodplain, but you're in a, like a, a floodplain area, and then you, uh, you jump from one wash to the other, and you go through some great areas where there's great mud caves, and you get into some badlands, which hmm. are really awesome oh, if, that's if cool. everyone's ever played in badlands. And then, uh, and then it kind of dumps you out into the resort town of Borrego Springs. And that's the end of the, the desert segment. It's about 40 miles. Um, if you're able to carry your water for 40 miles, you do so. If not, you cache some water along the way. There's no uh, free-flowing water or municipal water in that area. And then um, from there, you can kind of continue your hike up into Wait, the Wait, you're hills. missing an important part. Um, when you're crossing the washes, you can find bombs and old bullets and stuff like that. What? So definitely watch where yeah, you're yeah. stepping because we... Uh, like unexploded ordnance. Yes. Yeah. So Sheriff Woody um, recently posted on Facebook. He did the trail by himself. I don't know. What? December or something? December. December um, of this last... 2016, yeah. Yeah. So he posted a picture of like a full bomb. Whoa. (laughs) Are there, like, any stories of, like, munitions blowing up when people were around or anything like that? No. We didn't have any. No, but everyone who's hiked it. So I've I've hiked it twice. Uh, Aru's hiked it once with me. Oh, cool. We have a number of friends that have have hiked it a a number of years. We can get into that. But um, pretty much everyone who's hiked the trail has found some form of unexploded ordnance. Well, I shouldn't say that. Not necessarily unexploded, but you find shells, you find the bullets themselves. In some cases, you find bomblets, which is what Sherry, Sheriff Woody found. So definitely be careful. It was used as an Air Force test range in the 1940s and 50s. Okay. And so those things probably shouldn't be used for, like, secondary purposes like pillows or things. Yeah, right. don't, don't use them to, like, hammer in your tent stakes gotcha. and things like that. <laughs> now, that, now, that it, now, this does sound like maybe it would yeah. be a good candidate trail for bringing a gun along just so you could shoot at bombs. I mean, I feel like... That sounds like a great idea. When you, well, what else are you going to get that opportunity, you know? It's the safest way to dispose of a bomb is to shoot at it. Yeah, that's what I heard. That's <laughs> what I'm hearing. To trail tip of the month. It's, like, one of those, like, it's one of those... Hold my beer and watch this moment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, you know, as far as, like, gear, I know everyone tunes into the show to hear about gear. Yeah, Definitely absolutely. bring your gun. Okay. Bring your gun, a heavy gun, know. a big gun, high-caliber gun. Right, so, like, at least thirty cal or? At, at least, or if a not. A tremendous gun. A okay. tremendous gun. Okay. A 
huge gun. Okay. Tr- truck mounted, maybe. And um, <laughs> <laughs> exactly, that's exactly where he was going. I could see it. No, but but in all honesty, it's great because you walk across this beautiful this beautiful salt pan desert, and it's framed by mountains. Um, beautiful, the, the the mountains that surround the salt pan desert there are probably three to five thousand feet elevation gain. So you're kind of framed by these big mountains. And you're walking across this beautiful area, uh, lots of tarantulas and oh, cool. really? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know, uh, scorpions, uh, scorpions, and octodio cactus, and things like that. And uh, it's and it's sand really dunes great. or no dune buggies? What are those oh, machines yeah. called? You have to dump, jump out of their way. Yeah, so mm. that's another thing. So it's it's definitely an unofficial trail. So as you're walking through these washes. Be aware that there's like 50 mile an hour doom buggies coming. Huh. You can hear them though, so yeah. So you kind of do they ever so, stop and give you but beer? I will give one bit of trail advice if you're doing this trail: don't camp anywhere where you think you're going to get run over. Because <laughs> um, you will. <laughs> That's will. good yeah, advice. This is, yeah. an, this is an incredible trail. Yeah. So yep. when you so when you set out your bedroll at night uh, and there's not a lot of precipitation. Uh, well, actually, there's a caveat there. There's a lot of precipitation depending on the year. Um, <laughs> definitely set it away. Well, you don't want to camp in a wash anyway. But no. get up, right. get up in high ground and, and away from not where unless you're you th- on a raft. Yeah, and away from where you think these dune buggies are going to be coming because it's a, quite a popular area in the uh, uh, Anza Borrego State uh, it's a State Park or Wilderness area. So what happens after you leave the town of Borrego Springs? Borrego, you're, you're, you're going west towards the ocean. Do you actually get into some mountain ranges? Or are you in Washington? Okay, you do. Yeah, so right out of Borrego Springs. Um, it's a pretty good climb considering it's in the middle of winter and no one's really in shape to be doing a trail like that. Right. Um, so usually, and a, a lot of times, I mean, like walking flat for 40 miles straight, you know, shin splints or whatever else. Then you have a pretty good climb out of Borrego Springs. What are those mountains? Uh, they're mountains. Anyways, I, yeah. I don't I don't know the They're name, steep. but you yeah. you definitely climb through some chaparral and uh, you kind of leave the low salt pan desert, go through go up through the chaparral. You're gonna are you on trail? Yeah, you this join, part you are on. You a trail. join okay. the California hiking and riding trail. Oh, oh yes, yes. Right. okay. Yeah. And so you take that up. It's maybe a four thousand foot climb over over eight miles or so. So moderate oh. climb. It's okay. not too bad. Nice. Not too yeah. bad. It's really pleasant. You it's go technically you, an uphill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but it's cool cuz cuz you uh you gain elevation fairly quickly and then you look back on this this last 40 miles you did. You look back on the town of Borrego Springs, you look back on uh, all the way to the Salton Sea and you can see that flatland you just crossed. Um all sorts of barrel cactus and uh nice. and things like that. So it's really pretty. Did you see any tarantula hawks? I don't know what a tarantula hawk oh, is. Oh, let's not get into man. that. Keep well, going. Keep moving. Yeah. Okay. No, keep going. Keep moving. We'll send you a, a link to a video you must watch, but that's a story for another day. So you keep heading west. At, at what point do you start the descent towards the Pacific? <laughs> so there's a couple. So you do the big climb out of Brago Springs, and then, and then you're kind of in this intermediate chaparral mountainous territory for the next uh, forgive me, but I don't know exact miles, but maybe fifty or sixty thousand miles. miles. Okay. Yes. The whole trail. If you were, <laughs> if you were to do the That's whole a long trail. Oh uh, yeah, if you do the whole route from Salton Sea the to the Pacific in, in Torrey Pines Beach, where this this particular you, you route talks like one thousand five hundred miles, right? <laughs> yeah, it's about it's about yeah. it's about yeah. uh, 170, 160, 170 miles. Thousand yeah. miles. And, and now like yeah. times ten. Now at the end there, Torrey Pines at the beach. It, there's like the um, hand gliders and kite 
glider people or whatever that hang out there, right? Is that that same beach? Yeah, you come in just to the north of the famous golf course. Okay. So you come in through the Sandy, uh, was it San Diego River, mm-hmm. um, through hmm. the San Diego River Valley. Which is really, really, really cold at night. Ooh. Of yeah. course, it's a catabatic zone. River Valley. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. So you come, zone. You come through that whole wash, and um, you end up on the beach just to the north side of the famous golf course, which is on the bluffs above you. What do you mean famous? Is there some famous? Well, they do. Uh, they do uh, is that famous? Of do, course. Like, the, Howard the, Hughes played there, man. The Masters. Oh. Or, I don't know who that is. There. Okay. So, yeah. so is there like any risk of getting hit by errant golf balls in that area? Or uh, Should you, you wear like, a climbing hat through that section? No. Very, Helmet, I mean? Very muddy, though. It depends on the, the mm. weather and, and the tide, of course, because the last few miles you come through kind of a... Uh, an estuary? An estuary. Oh. Tidals. Yeah. Oh, so do you have to take the tides into account or? No. Does it matter? No, but but uh, the tides may make for a, a mucky or muddy walk. Okay. So, so do do most people go westbound from Salton City to the Pacific, or are there a few folks that that go the opposite direction? Well, to be honest with you, I'm I'm not totally sure. Um, this all, as far as my knowledge of it, and and I know a few people have done it in years past, but as far as my knowledge of it, uh, a good friend of mine kind of started, at least the route that I know best started in 2011. He and a friend did it in 2012. About nine of us did it. Oh, that's uh, or, cool. Excuse me. Two, maybe that was 2013. That was 13. Yeah. yeah. And then 2014, about 20 of us did it. Oh, wow. Oh, hike. no way. Yeah. And well, then it's in, become like an annual thing, right? It yeah. has, it has. And in 2015, a bunch of people, did, and I wasn't, a part of that one in 2016. Thank God again. we weren't there in 2015. <laughs> yeah. Why? They got blasted with <laughs> terrible weather. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. I have a couple uh, questions about this trail. Yeah. <laughs> um, is there an FKT? And if so, who has it? Oh, God. As far as, <laughs> as, far as, as, far as FKT, <laughs> yeah. um, it's one of those things. There's not an official route. So okay. if you're really that into That doesn't the, mean that there can't be an FKT. If you're really into the FKT, you could yeah, probably do like it. Like I am. Yeah, you could probably do yeah. it in less than four days. Less than four wow. days. Wow. Anybody have that? Scott Williamson, anyone? Yeah, but you'd have to be a super badass. Yeah. Oh. Because as far as... <laughs> I oh, think shit. he's implying that you might not meet the <laughs> Oh, I don't. What's your second Scott question? Williamson does, though. Who Dilo, what's your second Dirt question? Uh, second question. Um, How long does it take? So... For a normal person? A non-FKT person? Well, well it, it honestly depends on your style of hiking. Now, me personally, Aru and I, yeah. we're social hikers. Okay. So we love camaraderie, and we what love if, a group. What if there is none? If, if you're doing it solo, I'd imagine if, if you're doing 20s, you know, it's a 170-mile trail, so yeah. you yeah. can do the math. But if you're doing it with a group, there's, there's a group dynamic, uh, dynamic to factor in. And so usually average, you know, between 15 and 20 miles a day. Okay. What, what about the Mount Whitney side trip? Too far south for that, but I'll tell you what, since, <laughs> since, you're bringing in, since you're bringing in the PCT, it does... Somebody's keeping on top of it does cross. It does cross the PCT, now. Yeah, and you're going you're gonna to cross the PCT, I think, about mile 77. So it's uh-huh. in between Mount Laguna and uh, Scissors Crossing. So oh, the okay. PCT is yeah. like yeah. a... Uh, it's like a, uh, the AT equivalent of a... What do they call that? Those the blue trails? The, uh, blue blue blazes. blazes? Yeah. It's like a blue blaze. Well, you I'll tell you this. It's a long blue, blue blaze. blaze. Yeah. This, this this trail's done. Uh, it's a desert trail. Yeah. So it's best done in the wintertime. Okay. And as far as the trail itself, uh, I've hiked it two times. It, both times have been in January. Yeah. And um, hmm. 
the coldest part of the trail is where it crosses the PCT. That's the high point of the trail. And that's okay. about 5,000 feet. Oh. Um, so you, you start out the trail about 200 feet below sea level. What? How could you be below sea level when you start the You trail? start in a submarine. How does that happen? Is there any is land in this country that's below the sea level? Well, Absolutely. Like, Death Valley National Park has a... Stop it. I don't believe Come it. Come on, d Donald Trump says no. <laughs> so there's so uh, since you brought up Death Valley, there's there's one yeah. place that's that's like number two to Death Valley. What is that? That's the Anzaburgo Desert. God. It's five feet above. Yeah, so it's oh, wow. okay. so it's really low, and you start in the Salt Desert. So you're going to start below sea level. Down. You're going to go up to five thousand feet. So when and the, at the human, end you finish. At when sea the level. human body is below sea level, are there any repercussions from being that low? Well, your feet get huge. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> how do you, and, and well, you how know do what you to say that? about people with huge feet? Is that Y U G E? I believe it okay. is. Well, I think now, I think it's two U's. Uh, oh, why not? Huge. Okay. What's yeah, the uh, resupply? Yeah, Costco. Yeah. It's the best thing ever. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so first you resupply in Borrego Springs. They have a really good bar Borrego. and restaurant. Okay. And then they also have like a little general store, which is really expensive. So plan accordingly. Um, and then after that, you get to Costco. And it's awesome. It's like a mile off trail. Everybody told me it was wow. on trail, so I was kind of disappointed when I got there and then had to walk a mile to get there. But it's okay. <laughs> I don't do um, off trail miles. Yeah. Oh, but man, the sampling no, you could but do. I had never been to Costco before, Ooh. so I was super excited because we don't have Costco in New Hampshire. Like, okay. That's not a thing. Um, so I was really excited. They had really good pizza, and all the food was super cheap. So, so how far are you from the end of the hike when you can hit this Costco? Is this like a day it's, out? It's, a, it's like the halfway point. Halfway point. So oh. gonna, and then what happens About next? 80 miles. So, so okay. we'll, we'll backtrack a little bit. So you, you do about the first 40 miles, you end up in Brago Springs. And yeah. there's, there's uh, great bars. There's a, I can't remember the name of the bar, but it's, it's like the best bar in town. You'll find it. If the you do best it. bar. The best. Um, <laughs> Is it the best or the, the best? No, the best bar. So you can, Tremendous bar. You can enjoy the bar. Tremendous bar. Um, there's a number, because I know this show is kind of beer-centric, just so everyone yep. knows. There's three it's different breweries you hit on this. Whoa. Oh, so it's a brewery hike as well. Oh, hey. <laughs> wake up, wake up. Three breweries on a 170-mile trail. That's, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. And, 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 what's and the beer-to-mile to ratio? So Disco. you could, like, if you took 50? a couple growlers, like, one you could be drinking beer miles? the whole time. 60. Yeah. Yeah. One beer 60. per 60, one brewery not, per 60 miles. Not only that. There but must be liquor stores along the way. What there's plenty. There there's is, liquor yeah. stores. There's uh, restaurants. There's taco shops. Here, let me what? untangle my... It's a half uh, wilderness hike, half urban hike. Okay. Ooh. Uh, if that a makes sense. A little mixer. So you, you're going to start off in the desert, and, and but once you leave Borrego Springs and you, and you get to the high point of the trail, you start to descend into suburban San Diego. Okay. And with that comes access to restaurants. Uh, I believe three different breweries. There's a, a tap house from Green Flash. And any massage uh, places? Ooh, Green Flash. Um, you could probably find one. I think at Buck yeah. 30's place, he gives massages to any thru hiker of the. I think <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, yeah, Buck 30's got a hostel going Please on. Please send all hate mail to POD at the <laughs> no, trail no, no, show. No, I actually, I talked to Buck 30 about this before I came back to the trail show, and he said, like, Dilo, I want you to let all of the. Uh, S-D-T-H-C, is that what you call it? S-D- <laughs> Definitely T-H-C, yeah. The San Diego Trans County hikers know that 
they can stay at my place and I get a hostel. Okay. So, yeah. So and it's free, right? Hit up Buck 30. What is his specific address and phone number? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. You got to look that up on the internet. Buck 30 is going to hate me for this. He's going to be like, why did you come back on the trail show? <laughs> and uh, anyways, um, yeah, hit him up. Send us an email. We'll put you in touch with Buck 30. You could stay at his house. <laughs> And yeah, just oh, it, it'll be awesome. It'll be awesome. All right. So I, I, I actually have a question. Okay. Good. So do, do, what did what did you use for like navigation and maps and stuff like yeah. that? Like since it's not actually a route or not actually a trail, more of a route. Like what what are the navigational sort of like concerns or whatever? Or did you just dirt monger it and just go for it? Or like follow a turtle or something? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, um, so it's a, it's a great question. Um, one, uh, there's not too much navigation, to be honest with you. Um, you. You have to link up a couple different trails, and the only true navigation point would be when you're out in the salt pan desert, and you have to navigate from one wash to the other. Okay, um, wash because, to wash. Because if you just continue on one wash, you'll eventually get lost. And Cajon. Oh, and, yeah. and Cajon. There, there, there's a couple bushwhack sections as well. Okay, um, Dos. But as as far as the the navigation, um, uh, a friend of mine and I know Buck Thirty had done this in years prior. And, yeah. and if you if before you're searching, he opened his hostel, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and if you're looking online as far as like trail journals, that's one of the ones that you're going to find is is Buck Thirties. Um, okay. But Buck Thirties going to love us. Yeah, as far as love us. as far <laughs> as well, I'll tell you what. There's there's actually probably a better. Uh, Source of information, and, <gasps> wow. um, and, and that's not a, Buck a good friend of mine, Scrub Rat, who I know from the PCT. Oh yeah, he's yeah. he's he's cool, um, good dude. Scrub Rat, uh, who's also brewed some delicious beer. Oh, brewer. Oh. He's Home a brewer. pretty pretty good work woodworker as well, isn't I, he? I, yeah. Absolutely. If he's Buck Thirty's hostel is full, you can go to Scrub Rat. Scrub Rat's hostel. We're trying to. Yeah. We're just trying to uh, arrange some. Uh, you know, accommodation. Yeah, for a, a hiking friends who are going to set out on the SDTHC. Yeah. Uh, so did, did he like put together a, a guide or something? Or yeah. So so Scrub Rat and his uh, his good buddy Jacob put together uh, a route. And what I would do is recommend anyone who's interested in this trail is to check out the Facebook group for it. So there's a San Diego Trans County Trail Facebook group. It's a public group. Is that SDTCC? Uh, SDTCT. Where's the H? Not to be conclu- confused no with. It's There's silent. no H. It's a silent Why is there no H? It's silent. S-D-T-H-C. Why is there no H? Can't they just throw one in there for some reason? <laughs> they can't, man. So Maybe down the line. So anyway, so he's... Sorry. Yeah. But so if, if you guys, if you head to that Facebook group, um, the... The the guys who are inter- uh, who who have kind of taken this trail under the wings because there's no official trail council and there's no official trail so I, I don't mean to say that everyone should go hike this trail if you're not comfortable in the desert if you're not comfortable with some moderate navigation but um, there's some uh, uh, Google Earth files some KVM files there's some uh, didn't um, we use Gut Hook. No, no. There's, there's no gut hook. For no, it. there was. Is there a new? I, I was ninety percent sure that that's what Scrub Rat said. That that's what everyone was using. Remember? That, that might be in the works, but I don't. I don't know. I'm not sure if it exists yet. Or well, Scrub Rat had it on it. They might. They might. Uh, it might have been a special a type thing. Yeah. They might have been giving him some like okay. a, a, a route yeah. or whatever. But anyway, if you go on the Facebook group, um, there's some unofficial KVM files. Okay. Um, there's some unofficial routes. And um, 
And there's a great group of guys and gals that have put together a route from the Salton Sea the Pacific, uh, to the uh, Pacific Ocean. There's a caveat, however, that about halfway through the trail, you run into some private property. <gasps> oh, no. Uh, so what do you do? You so skirt around it. You carefully. skirt around it. So there's or do you just blaze through it? No, there's, no. D-Lo, no. You will they you shoot you? Yeah, people in the yes, desert have guns. They, they will. Okay. So there's yeah. so there's some private property issues. So you have you have options to bushwhack <gasps> or or roadwalk. No. And um, what and you, you have do? to kind of choose your. <laughs> you have to choose your own adventure through that. <gasps> did you, you have is to that take what you did. Did you choose your own adventure? You have to take all the THC. You oh can't. my god! <laughs> <laughs> so you come up to this private parcel. So what you're land, saying is THC supply is like critically important. All of the THC now. <laughs> So I, I'm, yeah. I, I actually yeah. am. I, I I have a actual question. Yeah. About turtle turtles. Ask me. I like turtles. I mean him. Are we doing actual but, questions? But actual. But Not I, really. I, so like, th- there's like the desert tortoise, right? Yeah. Like this sounds like maybe it goes through some area where maybe there'd be the possibility of a desert tortoise sighting. Does anybody so do you know of anybody who's seen one out there is what I'm is what I'm getting at. Not Are yet. Do you know lights? the range though? Because you start out in, in the salt pan desert, but you do go through Chaparral up to, you know, pine forest and then back down hmm. and, and you get to the coastal chaparral into the, the coastal like um, deciduous forest. Hmm. Where where does the desert tortoise live? Oh, they're they're like Mojave, right? I mean, they live they live they're in the pretty Mojave. low elevation. I know in in so some of the areas right near Death Valley, they have yeah. so they some, would so live they just, would live north of all the, of this. It's like, it's like the creature that's on my list of like I really really want to see one. So in the so wild, they, you mean they would live yeah, in the like Joaquin? I've never seen one. Too they fast. would live in the Joaquin Phoenix Valley. <laughs> it's the true. San Joaquin Valley, the Joaquin Phoenix Valley, right? Oh uh, my gosh, the San! I'll tell you what, another trail, San Joaquin River Trail. Oh uh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. The SJRT. Stop. We can only yeah. have one trail. Yeah, yeah we we might. Have you hiked that? I have. I was, oh, I was, oh, we, we might have, have to back, have you back on for back another next show. Month, two me months. And a, me and a good friend of, of mine, Bloodbank, were the first, yeah. the first to do it. <laughs> Blood I've heard of Bloodbank. Oh, yeah. Bloodbank's cool. Yeah, she's yeah. good people. Uh, Bloodbank is a she. That's. I awesome. went to high yeah, school yeah, at Bloodbank. No, 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 you didn't. I did not. But, uh, <laughs> that's, that's actually... Why can't you guys I just say these ridiculous you, things? You, you are Zila, what you mean is you went to school at a blood bank because the vampire thing. But fake news. Whole other story. You're fake news. So Okay, duh. back to you. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, at a future date, let's talk about the San Joaquin yeah, River Trail. Because blood bank, is, she's a badass, and that's a great trail. She's okay. fake um, news. <laughs> alternative news. So, how long? Uh, alternative go, facts. Going back to the a previous question, how long did you take to do your hikes of the SDTCT? I think eight or nine days. God. Um, okay. So, so it's it's like you know eighteen miles a day. Did you carry? So did you like hit your head, days? and so that's why you're not real sure whether it's eight or nine or. I, you know, I, TV, I think I think you start with a, a like a half day and you finish with a half day. Oh, okay. Um, okay. So it's kind so of like depends how you measure it, sort of a deal. That's yeah. correct. And and the cool thing about it, honestly, is there's honestly it's it's a great trail. It, it doesn't require a tremendous amount of experience. You're going to get access to some really great desert hiking without a bunch of desert. Like uh, you know, it's not too dangerous out there. So, um, so would you uh, would you like recommend that all of our inexperienced yeah. listeners go out and hike the SDTHC this winter? Um, well, I'd recommend they do it in the summer. 
No, no. <laughs> just like the, the yeah, I mean, if you don't have any experience, right, I mean, you like go out and hike the SDTHC next summer and send all hate mail to uh, Cactus at uh, cactus.com. No, to, to, buck, to Buck 30 <laughs> yeah. in his hostel. Yeah, to, to Buck <laughs> yeah, 30 in his hostel if you don't yeah. happen to make it through. Because he'll just put you up until you've been rehydrated and uh, your, your yeah. body is like normal again. Talk to us about water. Uh, what was the most water that you had to carry you know, in a stretch, and like, what's your standard water carry? Is it a couple liters that's at a, a pop, or is it more than that? That's, or, a, that's a great question. Or did you have a little, you know, wagon behind you with all of the water that you needed for that? Well, 40 miles? well, luckily, it's, for a pack it's, turtle, it's not a wilderness area. So if you if you wanted to carry a wagon, you could. Yeah. All right, okay. sweet dude, I'm there. What, what if I, I wanted wagon. to have wheels, a pack turtle? Allowed. But I got it, a wagon. Uh, in all honesty, the um, the first 37 miles uh, from the Salton Sea to to Borrego, there's no water. So, Ooh. if what did so, you do? So, you're going to want to either carry enough water to get you through those miles, or <sighs> or cash water. On the way through the first section, you come to an uh, a road overpass, and it's it's hot and sunny. Even yeah. in the, even in the winter, it's it's 90 degrees yeah. or so. So, you take refuge under this particular degrees. overpass. That's a great spot to cash water. There's a couple okay. others as well. If you guys if you guys join that Facebook group, right. there's a suggested water caches. Right. But so if if you're able to do the first 37 miles without a water cache, great. If not, there's spots to cache water. Um, both times that I've hiked the trail, we've cached water between. We always tried to keep our water caches about, about 15 miles. Just, yeah. okay. just make it yeah. comfortable. That's, that's and good. and yeah. also because we're doing a group hike. And for those of you who like to hike solo, the group dynamic doesn't apply. But for those of you who hike with a group, uh, the group paces a little bit slower. For sure. So yeah, sure. Um, so you, you want to make sure that the slowest member of your group is accounted for. And, and so we cached water about every 15 miles or so. so oh, the nice. First, the first uh, 37 miles is waterless. And you want to cache water. And the next 20 miles beyond that, out of Borrego Springs, is also waterless. And so you're going to want to <laughs> cache water if, if appropriate. <laughs> What, what just happened? I, Sorry. Delo's caching water. Delo's caching water as we speak. I've been hit, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sorry. I've been hit. See, that was perfect. Cactus <laughs> in a room. What we should tell no. you is that we normally always do Trail of the Month at the front end of the show. And this is why. And this is why. <laughs> because when you save Trail of the Month for the end of the show, people are off the rails. Too much beer has been consumed. Dealers no, no, falling asleep. We're fine. <laughs> we're fine. But, I'm fine. But we're it's, gonna persevere here. We're gonna. We're gonna. I, I, I think uh, just to just to let people know, uh, the authorities are about to come for us in ten minutes. Yeah, we we've got to unfortunately wrap up this discussion of the. And it's funny because we have a whole lot of trail show left, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are gonna have to wrap up this discussion of the I, San Diego Trans County I, Trail. I actually have one question Please. before we do. On the salt pan section, like, what's the typical kind of windiness factor? Oh, yeah. Yeah, what well, is so, the Because it was factor? crazy that, when we were that, there. That's also a great question. So the two years that I did it and the year that Aru and I did it together, we had amazing weather. Okay. But the last two years, the group hike that has done it has gotten just completely wasted by weather. Like um, rain or just wind? So, 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 so both. But okay. particularly when they go to the high point, when they cross the PCT, when they get up to that 5,000-foot region, 5, they've, yeah, they've been dealing with 70-mile-an-hour uh, winds. What? What, dude? Um, no. dri- driving driving rain. And, and the cool thing about this trail, it, well, good and bad, you're going to get anywhere from like you know, below freezing weather with wind 
all the way to 90 degrees. So, gosh, wow. so you really have to be prepared, honestly. It's, uh, what it's, kind of it's clothes desert. do you have to carry for that? That's it's, crazy. The yeah, layers. Yeah, layers. It's, it's desert hiking, but also winter hiking. Yeah, that's and crazy. And so you, you have to have your, your shell gear. You have to have yeah. kind of like your wind or rain barrier. But you also have to have an appropriate uh, sleeping bag because it's going to get into the 20 degrees. You, like I did huh. it the first time I did it with a Western Mountaineering Summerlight. was a great bag, but probably not enough warmth for that trail. For the cold and nights. That's, like, yeah, yeah. that's a 40 degree or a 30? It's a 30, 30, 30, 32? Something like that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Okay. Gotcha. Um, so you're probably better off with like a 20 degree bag or 15 degree bag. Um, or at least adding like some sleeping clothes or something, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Stuff oh, yeah, your clothes so you get, with pine needles, type of thing. Well, there's no, there's no, there's no <laughs> pine needles until or you sand. Get to, if uh, you don't have any pine needles, <laughs> you can stuff your clothes with sand or dead tarantulas. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. totally. So dead actually, the whole much better. So or much better. So yeah. you talked about yeah. tarant- you talked about tarantulas Akio. a little bit. Like other than like the tarantulas and the here? scorpions, was there any like cool wildlife? Uh, best best wildlife we've seen um, was a uh, wild uh, bobcat. Bobcat. Oh, cool! No but kidding. We have not, actually, not the hiker. We have we have no, some no, no, mailbag from Bobcat an actual tonight. feline, but that took oddly enough that took place in San Diego. That right? Oh yeah, they're uh, all over the place yeah, down there, aren't like, they? Like yeah. in yeah. in the uh, kind of urban. Area. Now, now, did it look like a healthy Bobcat, or was it one of those like too close to the city and like all mangy and weird looking? No, really healthy. Okay. Um, let us get within maybe. Uh, 15 feet. Whoa. What? That um, doesn't sound... That's not the type of bobcat that... I want to get near. So he's, he's kind of cornered, and then we kind of backed off because we realized the bobcat was cornered, and, yes. and he kind of skirted off. But it was uh, it was in the uh, scrub, scrub kind of deciduous forest in the uh, San Diego River Valley. Uh, I think it's called Pescanitos Canyon. Hmm. Um, right there. Anyway, to, to summarize the trail... You you start out in this salt pan desert. You do get a couple great climbs. You get a couple chaparral ridge hikes and a couple peaks that you grab there. One portion of the trail that I've actually never done, but that the the people that do it every year uh, have, there's a great bushwhack. I, when I say great, there's quotes there. Um, <laughs> it's kind of a, a dreaded bushwhack right. um, up um, Cajon Mountain. Okay. Um, and then you get to descend through some some truck roads down from that. But so it's it's definitely an unofficial trail. Um, you do have to do a little bit of bushwhacking and navigating around private property. But a great great hike um, from east to west, at least the way I've done it. You get some great desert, some great uh, chaparral, some great mountains, and and. Honestly, it's it's awesome. Because it's, yeah, it sounds like it's got a little bit of everything, which is really cool. And yeah. you f- and you finish at the ocean. Yeah, like, a lot of people have it's done the long neat. trails. You finish at a monument, or yeah. you finish at uh, a particular peak. It's really cool to finish in the ocean. You drop your pack and you run into the Pacific Ocean. Oh, I'm glad you said pack. Cool. Now, yeah, do you yeah. think that m- d- d- are most hikers doing that uh, like with their clothes on still, or uh, is f- what's the is the tradition uh, all natural or or no? In my experience, everyone's had their clothes on, but it's a very public beach. It's Torrey Pines Beach. Yeah, man. Uh, so, but it's California, dude. But you could you could probably <laughs> strip down, but there's a uh, you might I don't know you might get in trouble. There, it's a pretty public place, so 
But right. uh, yeah, tread you know. lightly. Special, tread lightly. And but your clothes need to be washed anyway. I think you. Yeah. Could, I think you probably pull it off if you wanted to. You know, go buff. Literally pull it. Well, off. I mean, isn't yeah. it, aren't, yeah, yeah. aren't there nude beaches like all over Southern California though? Not in that particular area. So oh, okay. not so in the pond. Very public. Not here. Very we don't public. indulge yeah. that cool. kind of well, behavior. Well, cool. C- Cactus and Aruth, thank you so much for talking to us about the San Diego Trans County Trail. It sounds like a really cool hike, and yeah. it sounds like something that's doable even with a short amount of vacation yeah. time. You know, I like and, it. And if you're in a in a like a winter climate where there's snow on the ground, and you want a little taste of hiking during the winter months, this sounds like kind of the perfect hike to do. I think so. I think so. Like I said, it's about a hundred and it, it, it's a ballpark figure. I've never GPSed it, but probably 160, 170 miles somewhere in there. Yeah, and. Um, so, you know, you do it and whatever your pace is. We we did it yeah. in eight or nine days. A um, couple months. All right. Cool. Very good. We've got to go to our final break. Oh, my God. What? And when we come All back, we've got like five hours of trail show left. <laughs> That's so right. stay tuned, people. Awesome. Raise a glass. The trail show is back. And we are back, baby, on this longest trail show ever. Oh, it's so long. We're going right into Ask a Hiker. From the swamp, He's heading so- to the desert, here I am, Ask a Hiker. He's so excited. This is the first time all night that he's had both eyes open. I know. It's crazy. <laughs> Since 6.30 at night, I have had my eyes closed. That's right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, tonight we have... Two Ask a Hiker questions. What? Okay, what do we Two have? Of them. All right. The first one, Dear Trail Show, this is the year my kids are adults. The better half supports, the work allows, so I get to take a kind of long hike, at least for me. I have a permit for the first three weeks of the July to no-bow the JMT, mainly out of convenience because work shuts down the week of Independence Day. Yeah, Will Smith. Yes, I know. It is an overused trail, and you have covered many alternative hikes. However, the JMT, CT, and LT are going to be my middle-aged triple crown. Yeah, boy. So, wouldn't you know it, this year seems to be a record snow year for these Sierras. We know it. What is one to do? Not hike the JMT. It is already a passes a no-go for a native Floridian. Wait, it is already a sure thing. Yeah, thank you, Janine. It is already a sure thing that the passes will be snowed over, or do you have a wait and see? Are snowed over passes a no-go for a native Floridian? Permits are cheap enough that I can get multiple through the summer as a hedge, but hate to tie them up for others. I also plan to do the LT in September, so I could combine the time off and attempt only the CT if the Colorado weather is more supportive. Your experienced and well-respected guidance would be much appreciated. If you dither too much, then I will have to ask the expert, the late Paul Magnanti. Wait a minute, what? dither? I don't appreciate what? that, sir. He's just, he's just, he just wants us to answer his question. Otherwise, he's going to ask Mags. Because Mags has started his own pa- podcast called Ask Mags. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's it's in the top forty on iTunes. I, it's I know. All about it's beer. the Ask Mags podcast. Okay, and he talks about things just like this. So, uh, our our listener, whose name I haven't gotten to yet, and Pod is getting a little stressed out about that fact. Um, Whoa! <laughs> wow! I think the mic picked that one up. Whoa! What was that, ladies and gentlemen? Post edit it out and post. Okay. While I enjoy all your guests, I just can't get enough of. Dirtmonger, Sweet Tater, and Donald Trump. <laughs> wow. The, you know, okay. All right. I, all right. I like most of those guests. P.S. Hey, special. Love the brown girl in that PCT blog. Pass it on. This letter, this question, was from Buddy Sessions. Buddy Sessoms. Buddy Sessoms. All right. Hey, Buddy. It's Sessoms, but I call him Sessions. Hey, forget about it. All right. About. So what are we saying to Buddy? Yeah, Buddy, there's going to be a ton of snow on the PCT this year. Yeah, I think, I like think it'll be pretty trampled, honestly, but I do think... By July? Sure, yeah. But I do think you should still consider... Well, July, yeah, it'll be fine by July. Maybe. Will it, though? Uh, not, not in not super high snow years. Huh. No. It depends. Well, but it'll be trampled, but I do there, think you should consider if you not used to walking on snow, that might be something new. You, you know what I would say is uh, if, if there's still a lot of snow hanging around by the time you're ready to go go ahead and pick up a pack or a, pa- a pair of the uh like micro spikes or something like that uh and get an ice axe or a whip it or some sort of you know arrest arrest device yeah like claw hammer what have you uh and 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 just practice using it you know, when you get to like a decent slope on those snow banks in Florida this winter. No, I mean, like the thing is, is like a lot of people don't have a chance to to maybe try out self arrest skills before they get out on the trail. Yeah, like, but like, like for buddy. like a northbound PCT <laughs> hiker, for instance, you get to Chicken Spring Lake, and there's definitely some little slopes around there that you could like go try ahead and practice out. out and like yeah. spend an afternoon and like practice that skill. So yeah, I would I would suggest don't don't let it freak you out too much. When a snow bank comes along, you must whip it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, no I li- I'm with no, you. I like it. You must right. whip it. No, Ni una carcajada para ti. Buddy sesiones. Whoa, whoa, please. El, el buddy sesiones. Go for it, man. Okay. And and get that middle aged triple crown. I like it, but Matt. Yeah. Middle aged triple. I have another question here. <laughs> Tonight's question. Question is number from two. J. Broseph Richie. Oh, Broseph oh, Richie. Jay Broseph Richie. It's a brownie. I, I don't know if this is the Joey Richie who has complained about being called Broseph. It or is. if this is a different Joey. It's Brotang. Or Jay Broseph. I, I don't know. But it, the letter is from Jay Broseph Richie. Dear Trail Show, I've written in a few times now. Mostly it's to defend my good name, which you all like so much to be little. But this time I have a serious question to ask. As you know, I've done some hiking outside the USA and some obscure trails, potentially bordering on routes, the future of through hiking. It's true. And you may or may not know that I've had difficulties getting information on these trails, as well as obtaining maps. It doesn't help that I do not speak the language at all. So, my question for you, knowing that some of you have experience Hiking internationally. Nah, is that, know. is how, how do you get information on international trails? Hmm. Where do you get maps and guidebooks? What's your experience with this? I've been getting by on my travels, but it sure has been tough. 
and the sage advice of the Trails Show would be much appreciated. Signed, sincerely, J. Broseph Ritchie. <laughs> he signed it Broseph, huh? Okay. I think so. All right, so <laughs> I, I'm going to lead with this. Every time I've hiked outside of God's country, I've been disappointed. So, you <laughs> so, know, so I you're hate, just saying don't do it. Uh, that to sum it up, don't do it. <laughs> and the the two places that we've done extensive hiking or whatever you want to call it, one was in New Zealand where they speak English. It's download the maps from the website, and the other one was Spain, and we went to um, an outdoor store in Barcelona, and I speak Spanish, so. I don't know. It's pretty easy. Don't do it. So, I I, so I uh, I have not actually hiked internationally, unless you count like those few miles of trail up into Canada after the PCT. You know, generally m- most countries have got like some sort of a geologic or cart- cartographic service. Yeah. Um, so yeah. even if the maps aren't great, like they might not be what you're used to in terms of like a nice USGS quadrangle or whatever, but. You know, even in some of the more remote areas of the world, you can you can get at least decent Something. maps. And I know Maddie. <laughs> I, I know that Maddie used when he was talking about the Gobi Desert. They use like Gobi Bear, like Russian Cold War era maps, because that's yeah. all they could find. And then when they would get to any place that had a remote bit of civilization, they would ask questions. You know what else I might suggest is uh, is Swami. Yeah, yeah uh, sure. The hiking life. So he's yeah. he's done a lot of of different trails, you know, outside of the U.S. Yep. and routes outside of the U.S. It's true. Uh, and he has a lot of great write ups on his site. So yep. yeah, uh, the hiking life might not be a bad place to uh, check check out some info. I think, from my experience, which has been very international, I think I would say that you need to read some books before you go. Jay Broseph. You need to read some books. You need to figure out where you're going. You need to figure out what's happening when you go there. Once you have that in your mind, you may have to spend some time in the capital before you go to your final destination to procure some maps. I have done this. I have gone to the USGS equivalent in Peru, in Bolivia, in Chile. This is trauma, and I've never listened to the trail show. (laughs) And I have procured said maps. I have gone there with the intention of hiking. The trail show listeners can't listen, can't see me because my left hand is moving like the DT right now. But this is trauma, and I've never listened to the trail show. Trail show listeners know that I (laughs) I have gone to the USGS equivalent. I think Neil got lost in his sentence. Pull him out. He's not just off the rails. The rails aren't even in sight. He's spinning inside his own. How am I supposed to finish this? He's like a little dirt devil inside of his own sentence. He just can't. (laughs) (laughs) Just keeps spinning. He's a little dirt devil. Okay, moving on. Next question. Go to the USGS equivalent in the capital city of the country you're visiting, and they will have maps and get them. Get online. It's 2017. I think you said that five times. There it is. I tried, but I was about to find drama. (laughs) Don't we have another Ask a Hiker question, Peter? Yes. Hiking with the dog. I think we should save that for the last thing. (laughs) No, please, no hiking with the dog. Is there is there no more Ask a Hiker that's questions? It, that's guys it. Too. Jay Broseph Ritchie and uh, do you think that's Joey? Do you think that's Joey? 
I thought there was there's, more. There's a, a correction. There's oh, a, the bobcat. That's oh, the mailbag. Yeah. Those are mailbags. Oh, that's mailbags. mailbags. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to be sleeping on the floor for no. mailbags. So right. you guys, let's, uh, let's keep going. For our listeners, he, he's already on the floor. Yeah. Not quite. No, no, Take no. a picture. Your I'm feet, still standing. Dude, dude, we'll hit a I'm still standing. D-Lo, if you got a roll, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, I do. Off. I want to. I want to get the hell out of here. Okay, goodbye. We'll, we'll take <laughs> off, man. I'm still like, standing. Still uh, have, I'll hang like, out for another segment. We still have okay. five segments to do. Okay, know, you I'm just leave whenever you want. Oh, well, I will. Well, then look, let's do trips next because yeah. Yeah. you have. I have a trip. Trips. I have a trip. Hey Barry, are you still recording? Yeah. Okay. You haven't. You haven't switched over to the next. Oh, I switched over. And I'm gonna have to switch over again. Good. Three garage. Whoa, triple switch. Longest trail show ever. It's gonna be two months of trail. All right, let's do trips. All right, trips of the month. Did anyone go anywhere this past? I did. Couple weeks. No, moving on. (laughs) You know, it's not as effective when you can't get the vowels out correctly. (laughs) Okay, now he's on the floor. <laughs> oh, we lost him, ladies and gentlemen. And he almost took the mic stand out because he insists no, on doing that stupid rap with his headphones. Okay, so trips. Trips of the month. I went to Oregon. Why did you go to Oregon, Pete? I'm on the board of Alda West, and we had our annual board retreat up in Trout Lake. Gosh, that's so oh, cool. Is that wow. Oregon or Washington? It's Oregon. Washington. That's in Oregon. Washington. Okay. Trout Lake is in Washington. Is it? Yeah, Just it is. north oh, of the right. Oregon border, which happens to be the river. Yeah, we went through the uh, the the gorge there. Yeah, the, the River of No Return. Yeah, amazing. And no. church, the Columbia River. The Columbia River. <laughs> yes. Columbia. Did you see how I letter? And she I was said, just yeah. like, sure. Right. You know how good I am with names. And I was with Snorkel and Olga driving up, and it was cool because they were pointing out different spots from the Chinook Trail that they had hiked. Oh, yeah. So I was up there for the weekend. Uh, Twinkle was up there, too. It was pretty fun. I was sick, kind of, but it was it was still fun. Did you guys talk about, like, all the West stuff and things? Yes. Yeah. It was a working kind of weekend, but also a lot of fun. Right on, man. And there was a sauna. Oh. So that was nice. Sauna. Yep. I want a sauna. Yep. Now, Dilo, you went on a cross-country ski. Do I need to shut the show down? Two cross-country ski trips. What? You would, have to, you would have to shut the show down if there were three. Okay. So two is allowed. There were two. Okay. One was a solo ski tour. What? Early on a Sunday morning before my children were awake, I left the house. And I was on the trail before the people were on the ski slopes. And I skied these trails, and there was no one there. Yeah. And that was simply because I was back in my car by the time everybody else was at the trailhead. Hmm. And it was fantastic. And the second ski tour was with the late Paul Magnati's ghost. Uh, mm, <laughs> the ghost of Paul Magnati. The ghost of Paul Magnati, who still lives. May he, may he roam the trails forever as and an he ethereal does, spirit. And yep. he does. And, and he and, and me and the ghost of the late Paul Magnati, we had a nice ski tour. Nice. Yep. Cool. And that's that's special? it. That's it. That's my trips. Any trips. They were very close. I unfortunately have not done anything this wow. last month. What yeah. about tripping tripping balls? Any of that? Been no, taking I any been LSD? Doing any of that. How about the DMT? Have you been doing the DMT <laughs> lately? That. I, no? I've had a pretty boring month, to be honest. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it well, happens. Yeah. You know, there's always some DMT to be had. There's always some uh, yeah. trail always. work to be done. Spirit Dilo's molecule. House. Spirit oh, molecule. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah, the problem with D-Lo is he doesn't pay me. Oh. Oh, yeah. Well. I don't. 
you know. I that's, mean, that's well, part of the not deal. Le- not unless you count like getting rocks thrown at you, and I don't consider that payment. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. D'Lo used the microphone to scratch his, his like <laughs> lower eyelid. That, that that's a new technique I've never really seen before, but I I appreciate it. The, the next show? time you come over, special, we'll do some DNT. And we will commune with the spirit molecule. Disco, did you do any trips I did. I got two ones I want to mention in brief. Last weekend, PUD and I went on a snowshoe on Mm -hmm. the CDT up near Old Monarch Pass, which is actually near Monarch Pass. Yep. But uh, it was pretty nice. It was up at like, what, 11,300 feet? I don't know. I don't know. Sunny day, not too cold. I saw a picture on the... uh, the Facebook gram, yeah, and it uh, it looked like you were just walking on a uh, a, a uh, cat track, yeah, a, a snowmobile track. Well, yeah. ski patrol—it's right outside the ski boundary, so the ski yeah. patrol uses it. Yeah. Okay. So my question for you is, why weren't you on skis? It was I snowboard. I bet. I bet. <laughs> well, first of all, for, bet. 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 cross country skiing—it wasn't good because the why? snow is pretty hard. Yeah. Oh, okay. It would have been really terrible going back down on cross country skis. And okay. for alpine skis, I do ski, but I don't have AT set up on my skis, so okay. I can't go up. Oh, okay. we're, so we're dorking out on ski so you, talk. You I don't like it. I'm about to it. shut the show slow down. Yeah, man, shut it shut it down. the show down. Anyway, we went slow. Shut show. it down. What no. else? Okay, in my final trip of the month. So where we live is actually 7,000 feet, and it's mostly snow-free. And I've taken Your a liking. house is at 7,000 feet? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I've taken a liking to uh, this trail called the Sand Dunes Trail in the Salida Trail System. And it kind of goes up this Pinion Juniper Gulch, this little canyon. It's neat. It's it's snow-free hiking in the middle of winter. And I've part been, of it's sand duny. Yeah, I've been hitting that two, three times a week in an effort to try you, to get ready to go hiking in Arizona next month. So, uh, Disco, when are you uh, heading out hiking? Uh, at the beginning of March, hoping to get back at the beginning of April. Did someone just come in the door? No. Okay, very good. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you, we don't want any of those homeless people coming in here and throwing their feces at us again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. Especially after what happened earlier. Look, look beside Dilo on the floor. That's just God, horrendous. Look at that feces pile. So if Should we're we done do, with uh, trips, are we going to do a trail tip? No, we, we, already are, did we, that. Are, we already covered trail tip, but we haven't done. Oh, that's right. Drink out of the piss bag. Top five. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I don't really want to do. You know, that we should talk about this month. Georgia beer. We should talk about All the Georgia right. beer. Let's talk about the Georgia beer. But beer. you know what? I, one quick thing about iTunes. We're not doing iTunes top five this month, folks. One of the best things you can do for the Trail Show: give us a five star rating on iTunes. Leave some feedback, uh, preferably some some things you love about the trail show. We'd really appreciate it. And that's all I'm going to say about iTunes this month. POD, Georgia beer from Dr. Dre. What do you got? Dr. Dre hikes. He is the gentleman who won the hashtag mags challenge. What? That, that was a long time it ago. It was. He, I mean, that he's was the one that in the middle, ago? in the middle of his through hike, he stopped and worked on a privy on top of Whitney or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh I remember when there yes. was still a privy up there. I've yeah. got a great picture of that thing. So he um, he sent us some beer from Georgia because that's where he is right now. He he also sent us a note. It says Trail Show. I hope you enjoy these beers. They are an accumulation of bottles from various trips in the southeast of the United States. Uh, thanks for all the love and entertainment on and off the trail. So does this mean I get an official ballot in the Win a Date with Chance contest? Oh, hey now. I'm okay with meadow bagging from time to time. 
I'll be working at Haleakala National Park in Maui. Oh, that is such an awesome spot. Yeah. Oh, my God. From February Silver to June. Swords. Before starting the High Sierra Trail. Know anyone Man. cool in Maui? Actually, I do. This guy's got a good 2017 yeah. plan. Your bestie, Andre Dr. Dre. Oh. Yes, I'm a hophead. Sorry, POD and special. Enjoy the Saison, though. I like the Saison. Yeah. Is that the one we're drinking right here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that one's not, really yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, I like that one. Maybe you can do a gear review on multivitamins. Is this a thing that most people take on trail? I'm, am I missing out? These are my favorite bars on trail. He also sent us some of those fig bars. Yeah. Figs are super high in potassium and motivation. Yeah. What? I didn't sent know y'all, motivation was a mineral. Sent y'all what I wish people would send me if I was on a long ass trail. Right on. A, a bunch so, of beers, some fig bars, and some multivitamins. I, I'm going to start by telling you, if you're going to be on Maui for a little while there, you should totally uh, send me an email, and I'll, I'll give you a, a list of some hot and yes. secret spots to hit up. Maui. Maui, baby. Brother. Maui, wowie. <laughs> really? It took that much cognitive energy to get those two words out? What? Why was that bad? <laughs> it, was, it was very apropos. Come apropos, on. if you will. Maui. Brother. Dr. Dre, I got to tell you, this Wicked Weed Brewing Company, Pernicious IPA, is lovely. I think it's pernicious. Pernicious. Uh, this is one of my favorite of the evening. Thanks for sending it. Before, before we say goodbye to yeah. Dr. Dre, does anybody want to do a, uh, a group? A one, two, three into the full. Snoop Doggy Dog, Dog and Dr. Dr. Dre is at, at the door. Ready to start some... Because uh, ain't nothing do, 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 but a G, G thing. thing baby. Oh. Uh, 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 two hikers and we're crazy. Going crazy. And on the trails uh, uh, and the uh, weather uh, is hazy. Young oh, young I think that and, and if you're going to hike up that hill, you don't be lazy. Back on the trail. If, if you get some uh, poodle dog, then and you're then, crazy. And, and if you don't know me, then you maybe. And if you see a rabbit with no hair then it's mangy <laughs> and it's not gonna and, it, and if it is a short then it's a a rat baby what i don't know what just i don't know what happened man <laughs> well i have some sad news for dr dre hikes oh, no. the win a date win a date with chance contest is actually not going to happen what, what? homework had also asked for an early what entry. happened what because our listeners don't are say disappointed it. Don't here. Say it. Don't say it. No, you have to say it. You have to let our n- listeners up? know. Our listeners, it's better to know. Our listeners don't say it. She no. has rekindled an old flame. No. <laughs> what? Okay, listen. <laughs> listen. I don't feel like market. I don't. Feel I, thought, like that I thought you were going to say a she win like a, ch- a win a date with not a chance. Like I feel like she can still have a platonic date. Well, and I think that, and she's currently at not living in the country right now. Oh, okay. Where is she? But I think when she comes oh, back. She's not living here anymore. She's rekindled an old Are you telling me the Trimigants are no longer allowed in the USA because of our president? And she will be back, though, at some point. And I think think it's it's a possible contest later on down the road. I hope she gets back in. So we're going to provisionally cancel the win a date contest. But who knows? Because because you know why, Junaid? Because no one had any chance. Oh! oh! Nobody saw that coming. <laughs> and I really need to leave and go home and go to sleep, but I, I'm trying. 
you're, you're not leaving. You're still Dude, drinking he, beer. Hey. He's got his headphones hey, on. Hey, Dilo, when, when, whenever you do make it home, just make sure you send us a text so we know you made it, okay? It's, it's just we like, also have another beer open from him, too. This half mile. This pale ale, I think, what? too. Crack it. Where's that? I go home. So I, I need to go home. My children are going to make up. This is uh, Innovation Brewing Pale Ale from Space. Space. Dr. Space Dr. Spaceman. Yeah, we got to break this, too. My children are going to wake up so P-O-D, don't open that. That's soon. too big. Well, right. thank you, Dr. Dre, for the, the little gummy vitamins. They were delicious. And the fig bars. And Should I read the no, label? No, you shouldn't. No, no, and no, all no, of this no. really good beer. It's if I read awesome. the label, we could make the trail show probably like 30 or 40 seconds longer. Time for mailbag, ladies. I like mailbag. Okay. It's, I, you know, mailbag's so mellow. It is. We've got this this one that's a little bit of kind of, not bad baloney, but should I read this one from Bobcat? Please. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wait, bad baloney from Bobcat? It's not no, really bad baloney. Bobcat doesn't like us. It says, Dear yes, Trail sir. Show, I'm writing in response to your recent shows where POD has accused me of failing to give back to the trails through volunteer maintenance. I do agree that I could always do more for our National Scenic Trails. We, we all could. something he would know. say. The gifts they have given me are immense. However, POD's assertions that don't that I don't do trail work are in fact erroneous. <gasps> or oh, are they just alternative facts? For those who are unaware, I have worked as a naturalist Spicer. teaching environmental education programs through Exploring New Horizons Conway. Outdoor School for the last 11 years. I've been fortunate enough to work with over 35,000 students from the greater San Francisco Bay Area. The main, er- the main way I give back to the trails and to the land is through educating and inspiring our youth to develop positive relationships with the outdoors and hopefully becoming responsible stewards. Who's blowing, <laughs> who's blowing their nose on Special's Mike? blowing his, his big old schnoz over there. S- sorry about that. It was, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. The truth is, I always do some trail building and maintenance from time to time locally here in, Sa- in the Santa Cruz Mountains. Keyword. Always. I have always worked. I have also worked numerous times with my students and other organizations to remove invasive plant species to preserve the diversity of our California coastal ecosystems. Such as marijuana. (laughs) 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 The bottom line is I have loved your trolling and it only makes me miss you all even more. Though Pod's shame campaigns are not very effective or inspiring. They are very entertaining. <laughs> That's awesome. Secretly, POD is a really a very generous and kind soul. Special. I'm hoping to meet you in person someday, and I think we'd have a lot to talk about. Still loving the trail show and can't wait to hear the next one. So, it's true. Bob, Bobcat. Bobcat does do a lot for the trail. And, and actually, I called out Pepper, and he does a lot of, like, knolls and, I don't know, what, Outward Bound or something. Outward Bound, baby. And I think those count towards trail work because... They're they're teaching people how to be themselves good stewards of the trail, right? Sure. Which ultimately does a lot, you know, it's kind of like spawn, right? Yeah. You're creating these future future spawn, hikers D-Lo. that hopefully will be respectful and take care of the trail. So your impact is actually greater than just one day of trail work. So I, I think that, that and he does do some trail work. 
What about the other people that you called out? I on can't the remember list? who all they were. I think you called out Snorkel. Yeah, yeah you I don't definitely think, did. I don't think she's done any trail work. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, she snorkel. did work for CDTC though yeah. for a long time. So I and, and, that. And she and she works with all the West too. So yeah, I mean, she like, does. You know. I went to a snorkel presentation at Chautauqua. Oh yes, she was how was that? She was very impressed that you were there, and she was very uh, thankful for, to you, Pod, because you gave her some fantastic pointers oh. to make her presentation so much better. I didn't yeah. hear about it. Yeah, she re- you really did. You you prov- you said you need to do- you said point blank snorkel your presentation sucks. You need to do this. <laughs> you need to do this and she did that That and does it was not re- sound like something I would say. Not at all. And it was really good. Her pre- her presentation was really good and it was packed. Yeah, yeah. there was 150. There was 150 to 200 people. In wow. a space that was probably like about 400 square feet, 500 square feet. So there was a lot of people there. Not too many young people, but a lot of people that were very interested in long I mean, distance young hiking. Suck anyway. Potentially early retired yeah. people. Um, so yeah, people yeah. No, heard she about does her. a lot of work. Well, what yeah. about Swami? I, yeah, I, need to, I need to bag on someone. I mean, yeah, yeah, Swami. Yeah, what kind of Swami. Yeah. Come on. Don't, don't yeah. bag on Snorkel because she, she no, pulled she this together. Snorkel's well, good. She, she volunteered with yeah, CBTC. Yeah. What yeah. about Buck, Buck 30? 30? She's Swami. also like American Hiking Society ambassador. Yeah, and for sure. Yeah. She, she does she's, a lot of she's stuff. She's legit. She yeah. writes Swami's a lot of Swami's just stuff. down there in Mexico importing things and exporting things. Man, he ain't doing nothing. Isn't Buck 30 in South America right now? Yeah, Buck 30. Yeah, get off the trail and start building some trails. Yeah, yeah, come man, on, guys. Yeah. I, I seen the pictures of, of what Buck Thirty's hiking in Patagonia, man. It's like that ain't nothing. So, like I was there like ten years ago, man. Fifteen <laughs> years ago, there was none of that there then, man. What? What's it was up, so Buck much 30? harder back then. It was so much harder Didn't back then. It was nothing, Buck Thirty. You got like a trans, like chilly. Argentina Trail, man, this is amazing. You got like everything is it's, it's like a highway is right there for you, it's like man. Gas station. You need to get back financially, Mister Account. Okay, I've got yeah, another letter. It. Let's do some more letters. Dear Trail Show, I love the podcast. It always entertains me and is something that I look forward to each month. I especially love the SHR bonus show and hope to one day hike all four segments of the SHR myself, including the final segment, Lone Pine. I do miss hearing from PMAGs, and I'm sure I will miss Dilo as well, though I can't think of why at this time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. After listening to the past two episodes of the show, I decided to provide some corrections slash clarifications on the story about Sherry Papini, who was kidnapped and brutalized in Northern California. Oh, yeah. Sherry was kidnapped while going for a jog on a rural, rural road, not a trail, near her home in a rural area just outside the city of Redding. It was not in the town of Mount Shasta, but in Shasta Lake City, which is in Siskiyou County. She was released by her captors in Yolo County after being beaten, starved, and branded. The family, including their children, were harassed, eventually moving in an attempt to have a a life once again. I hope that she will be able to once again enjoy outdoor activities as she has in the past, though it's also hard to imagine that will be possible either after what she went through. Keep up the good work, and I hope that you continue to find the time to record the podcast, as well as get on the trail. Michael PSG Burgess. Thank you, PSG. Thanks for the correction. Yeah, anytime we get something wrong on the show, we appreciate feedback. Thanks for clarifying a few things on that story. And especially since we 
probably get about half of the things we say wrong. I mean, like, you know, <laughs> it's, it's really nice when somebody actually points one of those things out. That's yeah, right. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, and we, you know, that's, that is a crazy story. I actually did look up if there was anything like new about that one as I was putting together the trail news segment this year or this month rather. And, uh, and there was nothing new, and, and, and it is a pretty messed up story, but I, I don't think after this correction that I'm probably going to talk about it unless yeah. they happen to find her captors. Yeah, which yeah. they haven't. It's too yeah, awful. So, and it's, it's a horrible it's, story. It's, it is pretty messed up. Yeah. Um, how about we do our... Uh, Donators. <laughs> Donators. <laughs> That's the correct pronunciation. Okay, so we have uh, our every month we have Bernard Wolf, Mr. Goomy Bear. Goomy. Just a good Russ dude. Kinder. Just a good dude. Russ Kinder. Kinder. Craig Gully. What hey, Craig. Guy. What a guy. Chris Smith. Hashtag Gringo Madness. Gringo. Gringo. He's so mad. Hello. Bobby Walter. The. The. That's right. Joshua Bowden. 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 <laughs> you want to you want to know hear a fun story? You know how I'm like all into the 3D printing and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's so like there's like a whole extruder like named the same as him. Bowden, huh. a Bowden extruder. Yeah, crazy. Okay. Diane Pinkerstein. Stein. 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 David Viddy. Viddy. <laughs> Justin Quality. No. So quality. Quality. Technology. Jason Lurch, not Church Dean. Lurch, Lurch, Lurch. not Church. Lurch. Ingrid Gerard. Hey. Samuel Emery. Hey, Emery. Bored. <laughs> Rudy from North Cascades, North Cascade Hiker Podcast.com. Oh, yeah. yeah Rudy. Jeffrey Caldwell. Jeff. Hi, Jeffrey. Buddy Sessoms. Buddy. Oh, yeah, we had a question from him. Yeah. Okay. And Pat, Axel, Rose, Dixon. Yeah. yeah. Stop! Can we get up that hill? Also, we had our a one-off. We had Brian Marquis, who was a, f- a former donor once before too. Oh, thank you for uh, Marquis. Giving us some, some stuff. And we had Shovel and Stumble from Perrin Brewing, yeah. who sent us Fasticals. all that stuff. We had Sam Adams with those two seasonals. <laughs> Say hell of a guy. Cactus brought a couple of special beers, <laughs> and Dr. Dre sent us these amazing bombers that we're finishing out our drunken stupor with. And by super, <laughs> I mean D-Lo. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. There was one thing I wanted to ask before I go. The, bathroom's, yeah, over, the bathroom's over there, D-Lo. And I the plunger is really already remember. in there. <laughs> you already forgot. It was a while ago that I wanted to ask this question. We'll just send it in on the next Ask yeah, we'll put it. We'll right. put it on a, I can do that. We'll put it on a mailbag or we'll something. Put it, on, you know. put it on the mailbag. If we see a question mark, we'll put it in Ask a Hiker. If there's no question marks, we'll put it in mailbag. Okay, let's do that. Deal. Uh, deal. Good done night. and done. I don't want to sidetrack the show. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> okay, f- we got our trail media review for the month. I like this one. I do too. And this month we kind of took a different course. We didn't necessarily review a specific book or movie on hiking or something hiking related. Although I would like to think that this is could sure, be hiking sure related. I, I think it's at least tangential. So we reviewed a documentary film called Minimalism, a documentary about the important things. And if you all will allow me, I would like to read a brief synopsis so I that guess. our listeners know what the heck it is we're talking about. So Minimalism... A documentary about the important things examines the many flavors of minimalism by taking the audience inside the lives of minimalists from all walks of life. Families, entrepreneurs, architects, artists, journalists, scientists, and even a former Wall Street broker 
all of whom are striving to live a meaningful life with less. Minimalism was the number one indie documentary of 2016 and is now available online at Netflix, iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, Vimeo, and also on DVD at minimalismfilm.com. This film branched out of the Minimalist blog, which some of you who listen to the show may know about. Um, the blog is written by Ryan Nicodemus and Joshua Fields Milburn. Uh, it's at theminimalists.com, and that's minimalist plural.com. They also have a podcast worth checking out. If you haven't already, you can find it, find it wherever you get your normal podcasts. Should I give a quick definition for minimalism before we talk about the film? Or should sure, we I didn't I, know there I, I was a definition. So, yeah, well, so. there's sort of... So I actually pulled this definition off of their their blog at theminimalist.com. So they say minimalism is a lifestyle that helps people question what things add value to their lives. By clearing the clutter from life's path, we can all make room for the most important aspects of life. Health, relationships, passion, growth... And contribution. Getting started is as simple as asking yourself one question. How might your life be better if you owned fewer material possessions? So I want to tie this into hiking real quickly. And I, and I would just yeah, say for sure. long distance hiking is minimalism at its core. I mean, to go out for three, four, five months at a clip with everything you need on your back and nothing more. That's as that's about as minimalist as it gets, unless of course yeah. you're walking naked into the wilderness with I, I, nothing on your back, which special does every weekend. Well, we don't need to talk about that. Okay, the courts sorry. and whatnot, but uh, yeah, I mean the courts the, in the jello. <laughs> well, they told me I can't do the walking through the streets, no clothes on. People get they they the little willy with the wrinkles, and they just get all the ah. That was so wow. What what just happened, ladies and gentlemen? What just happened? Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, you know, when you, in the long distance backpacking world, we talk about uh, a luxury item. What are you? What, what kind of luxury items do you bring along, right? And I think that, that that actually points directly at minimalism as sort of a central ethos or theme within within distance hiking and through hiking in general. You know, the idea of a luxury versus a need item yeah. is is like a, a very fundamental kind of divide. And when you're when you're thinking along the lines of, okay, well, I have all of my needs. What what are the like the couple of things that I want just for me? You mm-hmm. know, and I think that in some ways that was what they were getting at with the whole throughout the whole film was you know instead of just assuming oh i need this i need this i need this yeah without questioning the idea of wait is this a need or is this a luxury to me you yeah know? and i'll just point out that this film is not a how to be a minimalist film actually um the film dives into and examines how lots of different people from different backgrounds are living a more minimalist life um, it also fo- follows the two guys, Ryan and Joshua, around the U.S. as they talk to folks about minimalism, give out hugs, yeah, and do interviews with hosts that are at times both clueless and confounded by who these two guys are and what the heck it is that they're talking about. Yeah, they had, uh, <laughs> which is kind of, it makes for some kind of funny moments during. Yeah, the film. It does. There was one scene in there where they went on. Uh, it was like. I think the Today Show or something like that. Yeah. yeah. And, oh, yeah. Uh, and that like was they, good. at the end of that segment, they have like the host on there looking for all the world like your cheese 
super cheese, like big smile, fake uh-huh. kind of a, and he, oh, thanks for coming on. And it was, and, and like obviously they were happy to have gotten their message out, but it it was just sort of like funny to watch that interaction because yeah. it was almost like you could tell that the entire interview had gone completely over the host. Oh, head, for oh, yeah. sure. You know, the, the, the one moment I like in particular was uh, so they did an interview with NPR. And they were walking down a hallway, and they met, I guess, the producer that was going to get mm-hmm. them set up for the interview. And this this guy, like, was about a foot taller than they were and, you know, 100 pounds more than, than the, you know, this big imposing guy. And he goes out to shake their hands, and Ryan Nicodemus is like, nah, man, I'm a hugger. So, and he just, like, <laughs> he went and just, like, hugged him. Yeah, And yeah. you could tell that, like, the guy was totally Not taken prepared, off guard. Yeah. But, but that's kind of their thing. And, and And I'll just briefly mention to, like, bring it back to to us I've, I've been reading their blog for a couple of years now and they came to denver uh two three years ago and i actually went out and went to one of their talks and i got a hug from joshua fields milburn and got to talk to him after the the talk which was kind of cool why don't you tell us a little bit about that hug <laughs> he's a good hugger that's yeah. what i'll tell you what, was it was it like relatively like we're talking like a two second or like a seven second hug was there a squeeze yeah, was was, there like, was a squeeze. Well, was, nice. was, was, the, was the pressure constant, or was it like the f- initial embrace, then like the building squeeze, and then like a little bit of release? And it, it was it was short and quick, just like the ones on the film. Okay. Oh, okay. So so if you watch the film, just you know exactly. Embrace. Yeah. A quick embrace. Yeah. That's so a good way to put it. I, I would like to talk about the film a little bit. All right, let's go. Um, I think that the message is great in the minimalist, and I definitely walked away. Uh, feeling like, okay, there's definitely some things that I can change in my life, you know, right now to have a smaller footprint or whatever. But I will say that there were some things in the film that I was critical of, which, you know, I guess is my nature, according to D'Lo. You're not critical. Um, What are you talking about? So a couple things. (laughs) They tried to show people from all walks of life and to show how all these different types of people are being minimalists. But for me, I felt like there were too many people and it started to kind of lose. You're like, why Why are they showing this couple? Or why are they showing these people? I don't really yeah, understand. Yeah, they did have like a couple of people that they showed very infrequently too. Yeah. And so it was like, you know, it would have made more sense to see that person once yeah. at, rather than like coming back to and them for just a quick The clip. other thing is that a few of the people that they showed had these quote minimalist unquote lifestyles because they didn't have very much stuff. Yeah. But the stuff that they had was wicked expensive. And I know that minimalism isn't necessarily about not spending money. It's more about having less stuff. Right. Well, but, and making sure that what stuff you have serves a purpose. Yeah, rather and, than just and I understand there. that. And they're like, does it bring you joy? But there was specifically was one house where they had, they it was a smaller ha- house, and they were about to have a baby. But they had these those beds that like fold into the wall. Murphy beds. Yeah, yeah, and they're so the ones they had are so expensive. Like I've seen those before because we had talked about this at some point. I don't know if it was when we were in Denver or across the Butte. We were, yeah, but oh, those are so cool. We saw them somewhere and we looked them up. Oh my god, they're so expensive, and that's fine. I just well, they they can be as expensive well, as yeah, you want, and, and, to and that's be, what they're trying like to show. They're trying to show different walks of life, but I don't. I didn't feel like they showed enough what I would consider to be normal people. I agree, yeah. With having minimal lives. Yeah, I think that a lot of the people that they did represent, like if you looked at their name and then underneath their name, it was somebody who had written a book on this or right. like, you know, yeah. whatever, like ran a blog on it and stuff. And and a lot of times the people that they had on, and nothing against them, I'm sure they're lovely people and all, 
but but one of the things that sort of stood out to me throughout the whole movie was that there's a certain amount of affluence or wealth or mobility yeah. that you need to be able to possess before you can necessarily like start to enact these things to like it, anywhere near the degree that that they were like sort of illustrating and, and 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 it's just you can't necessarily like they didn't show people who were on food stamps being minimalists well, you know and, what I mean and the thing is is that I have worked with families like that in the past and guess what they're minimalists because yeah. they don't have money. Yeah, they're minimalists <laughs> you know? by virtue of being pragmatists. Right, and exactly. Broke. And that's all all of it's fine. And 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 really the takeaway is search for the message that serves you, right? And not yeah. get focused on the on the weeds around it. But I just and there was one guy that they showed briefly who had five kids. Yeah. Uh, six a, kids. Six kids and he owned a gym or something. I can't uh, remember. Oh, I don't know. Who he, he seemed was. a little more I mean, except that he had six kids, he seemed a little more like average to me. And I yeah. thought I would like I would have liked to see more of his family. Yeah. Like how are they doing that with six kids? What exactly are they doing? You know, they're minimizing. So what does their house look like? And yeah. how does their family dynamic work, you know, without all the stuff and 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 like I said, I've definitely And they had that other family that they did show a little bit of that, yes, which it was uh, it was a family with uh two, two kids. kids. And you know, they talked about like even the difference between the the husband and the wife, like yeah. he was definitely more into mm-hmm. it and wanted to get rid of more and she wasn't as into it and didn't want to get rid of quite as much stuff. Yeah. And so like the compromise that they had to find there. Yeah. And then also sort of they dove into, you know, how the they try to do, like share this philosophy with their kids. And one of the things that he said there was something along the lines of, you know, instead of our kids having to, you know, define themselves or figure out who they are or whatever, in the context of all of this stuff, like they kind of clear that away and they're able to just be who they yeah. want to be rather than who they think they're supposed to be. And I thought that in many ways that was sort of a critical point for the whole film was, you know, we, we commonly consume and buy things, n- not, not really because we need them or even because we want them, but because we think that we should have them. Uh, at one point, yeah. I think the Nicodemus, he goes, there's a scene where he's, you know, reading an excerpt from uh, their book, uh, and he's standing in the middle of the the desert. Oh, uh, that's Joshua Fields Melbourne, but yeah, yeah. Okay, ahead. sorry, I, yeah. I was getting the two mixed up. But yeah, so he he talks about you know, basically, uh, sort of the beginning of his minimalism journey started when he lost uh, someone to death and lost you know uh, his significant other. Um, at, at like the same time. Uh, and he was sort of talking about in the midst of that, he was like, oh, well, now that my life's been disrupted, there's, uh, I better go to Ikea and get all this yeah. stuff I need, yep. you know? And that I thought was a very powerful scene to me personally because, yeah. you know, the, we, we commonly don't analyze what it is that we're buying. We yeah. think we need it for some reason or think we think we're supposed to have it for some reason. And so we buy it. It's you know? compulsive consumption, or or it's consuming Thoughtless. to soothe. Yeah, you know, it's 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 soothing some thing that's lacking in your life, or yeah. some some. Or hurt. even if it's not soothing something that's lacking, you're just doing it without it, without any without critical thinking. thought. Yeah. You know? And I thought that was really sort of the uh, driving point was, hey, we're not saying don't have stuff. Just like think about the stuff that you actually need, and right. whether the stuff that you want after you have your needs met is stuff that you actually want, or whether thing it's just something like a an artificial desire that's been sort right, of right. put into you. Think about the amount of um, thought process that goes into 
what you choose to carry with you on a long hike. Think about if you put yeah. that same thought process into what you have in your daily life. I mean, the stat I heard recently was that the average U.S. household, the average home in the U.S. has over 300,000 individual things in it. That is madness to me. I can't I didn't even wrap my brain around that number. Of, of like, I would never want to own that many things, and I hope I don't. I'm POD, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't think know. I don't think we're anywhere close to that. But um, but think about how many things you carry in your backpack on a long hike. It it's not a whole lot. Yeah. Well, and there was the there was a one woman that they had on there that was talking about. Uh, she had like this. 33 items of like the 333 project yeah, yeah. yeah and and there were actually a few people that that they talked to that seemed to have used it uh one of the tiny home people as well as like the person who came up with the project and you yeah. know for for the listeners i mean like i guess maybe we should have said spoiler alert at the very beginning because we're definitely spoiling some stuff yeah. here but you know uh, the idea was you're taking 33 items of clothing and that's you know shoes uh, pants or dresses or whatever, you know, yeah. shirts, jewelry, accessories, all that kind of stuff. 33 items and having to sort of mix and match and make do with clothing yourself with just these 33 items. And, uh, and I, I thought, wow, that's a great idea. I mean, I don't, I'm not like a very material intensive person, but I think I've got 33 t-shirts. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. I, and I actually started my own thing uh, separate from this. So when we were away from our stuff for several months while we were traveling, you know, and then then you when you come back, you unpack and you're like, ugh, why do I have all this stuff? Exactly. Like, I didn't need this. And that's a great time to go through your things yep. and get rid of stuff. And w- when we did that, I said to myself when we moved to Salida in June, I was like, I'm not going to buy any clothes for two years, even if it's at the consignment store. I, I have yeah. more than 33 pieces of clothes. But what I'd like to do is just kind of slowly get rid of some of those or wear them until they're not wearable anymore. Yeah. Um, except for, except, I do have an exception, hiking clothes or like well, stuff like that I that, that, I, that I wear every, gear, all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I, I, I totally. for myself, at least draw a distinction between clothing and gear that happens to be clothing. Right. Right. Yeah, know? I agree. And and I, th- I th- actually, the some of the stuff that you talked about in terms of fashion and clothing uh, was pretty fascinating as well yes. because the amount of when you think about like commerce in a historical sense, like textiles, you know, cloth was was a a big trade commodity, right? Yeah. You talk about like the Silk Road. I mean, like that was a textile road, right? For sure. Or a trade route built on fibers, and uh, and now it's just it's super consumable. They were talking about like the fashion industry being on a fifty-two se- season cycle. It's yeah. There's 52 weeks in a year, yeah. right? You know, and the idea <laughs> that you're so supposed to like buy stuff based on this kind of a, it's a of like a rapid turnover, yep. and and the amount of waste that that's producing yeah. is just unbelievable. You got you got all sorts of clothes that that are perfectly good, nothing wrong with them, but they're just not quite in fashion. I have a, so they got. I actually out. have a lot of clothes yeah. that are predate disco in my relationship. What that I still wear, and I, like I know they don't look. The the clothes are in good shape, right? But I know that that they don't look super fashionable. I'm totally aware of that, but I just don't care. You know, <laughs> I, I don't care. I've kind of been on this. You know? I've I've been on this care. multi-year purge, and you know, yeah. they kind of give the idea of having like a packing party and where you just pack up all your stuff and and if you don't use it in a, you know a certain amount of time, then you 
you give yourself permission to get rid of it. And there's a couple there's a couple of different strategies and ways you can go about of getting rid of your stuff and letting it's really a letting go process yeah, because you're is. you're bidding adieu to the stuff that you think you need and that actually is is can be an emotional emotional experience oddly enough and it can be harder than it sounds. But you know, my where I'd like to be personally is like you know, if all my stuff got swept out to sea or burned in a fire, I'd like to be okay with that. Like, I'm trying to get to a point where all my stuff could disappear and I wouldn't lose sleep over that. Yeah, see, I mean, for you me, know, like, for me I, I grew up in a poor family, right? And so, like, there's a, a certain amount of, like, uh, when you have a good thing or a nice thing, you want to, like, take care of it yeah. and, like, not get rid of it. Even if it's something you're not going to use very often, there's this, like, idea of you know, almost like a depression era mentality of like, you, you, you don't waste it, you know? And so for me, I find that that's like, uh, the biggest source of my accumulation of stuff is like, I, you I, don't I think like, out. Oh, I might be able to use this. Yeah. Sure. And, and, uh, and when you throw something out, I mean, there's always that like, Oh, well, if I do need this, what's the, what's that cost going to be to replace this use? You know? So for me, when I was, first getting into distance hiking and like basically my first few hundred miles on the PCT, I, I was doing this thing where I would practice not using something, you know, and if I could successfully not use it, oh, well, then I guess I didn't actually need it. Right. And, and I think that, you know, that was sort of a message that they were pushing through in the film as well is like, hey, we're not saying like tomorrow go home and throw out 90% of your stuff. They're, they're saying like s- start picking up each piece and going like, Oh, when was the last time I used this? Or, or does this do add value this? to my life? Yeah, exactly. And 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 I think that that is a a much more usable sort of a framework than like, oh, I need to only have thirty three pieces of clothing, right. or something like that, or I need to only be able to fit everything into these two bags or something. Instead, it's a matter of what do I need? What are my needs? Right. Actual needs? And what are the things that I want because they add value? Because they you know yeah. I like them. I think the movie also highlights how. Most of us, at least in the U.S., have been led down a road that we haven't even considered because of advertising and marketing. Like, yeah. It, we're bombarded by it. Even, yeah. even if we're not thinking about it, you see a billboard on the road, that's advertising and marketing. You see commercials, same thing. If you don't have TV, it, it doesn't matter. It's out there. It's in magazines. It's in... Yeah. I mean, just looking around this room here, I can see a few things that are advertisements. Like... It's everywhere. everywhere. Yeah, it's so, pervasive. So it's actually, you know, if anything, I would say maybe watching this movie might make you consider or think about the fact that everybody's advertising to you and everybody's marketing you and everybody's trying to get you to buy what it is they're selling. And you know what? Maybe you don't need to. Yeah. And Yeah, uh, and I think that was like one of the central points is just like to say, hey, am I actually doing this because of need or because I, I, I just think I'm supposed to? Yeah. Right. You yeah. Know. Two of my favorite quotes. Uh, one is, you're not going to get happier by consuming more. Yeah. True. And love people, use things, the opposite never works. Uh, yeah, I'm glad you actually brought that one up because I thought that that was uh, fantastic. And yeah. I think that in many ways, you know, if you look around at sort of what we consider to be consumer or material society, that's the problem, right? Like, we love our phone. We love our gadgets we love our our gear you know yeah uh and and but i think that distance hikers in general can can kind of get this right like 
when I first was thinking about hiking the PCT, I was envisioning mountains and rivers and the woods and this yeah. and that. And and I don't think I'm alone at all when I say that when I got done and I, I looked back, what I really remembered, what I really saw, what really stood out and, and meant something to me was the people and the stories that, that you know came from those interactions with those people. And so I think that that ethos of, of you know, love people, not things is... It it sounds so basic that it's like, oh, well, yeah, duh. But if you actually s- yeah. think about right. it, you're like, oh, no, there are a lot of things that I love. And like, wow, how often do I actually put a thing before a person? And and the, the little segment that they had in there about like uh, infants and, and like iPads or whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. That's freaky. Know? It was like basically these infants are after a little bit of exposure to these iPads, you're like basically seem to give more attention and care to this iPad than they do people. And it's like, whoa. Yeah. Freaky. We've gone on a bit with this movie. Check it out if you want. Again, it's on Netflix, iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, Vimeo, and also on DVD. We'll post a trailer to the movie on our Facebook and Twitter feeds, and you can get more info at minimalismfilm.com. All right. I will also say I love the soundtrack. Yeah, it was good. I, I... I can't really recall. That was good. That's the mark of a good soundtrack. Okay. To me. I'll take your word on it, man. I really like the scene real quickly where Ryan Nicodemus is skateboarding through, I think they're in Missoula. They're somewhere in Montana. I can't remember what town, but as a former skater, anytime I see people (laughs) skating in a movie, it kind of gets me all keyed up. All right. What do we have left? Yeah. What are we doing here? Gear review. Gear review? Wait, we do oh, gear? Yeah. Oh, yeah, boy. Here it comes. All right, Special 41. You got a tent steak? What do you got? So, you know, we've been talking about, uh, we've been doing our gear review, and, and, we, and we've, we're starting from the ground up, right? Ground and, up, and baby. what's the ground? Tent steaks, baby. That's right. But you know, sometimes you, like, lose a tent steak, or that tent steak just doesn't want to hold in. Yeah, the ground or whatever. That doesn't look so like, like a tent stake in your so hand. So, like sometimes you have to improvise a little bit and use natural materials. In this case, a rock. So this month's gear review mm. is a rock. Okay. All right. So this is a like relatively large rock. If I put it in my hands, it basically like takes up like <laughs> both my hands. You know, uh, it's uh, <laughs> it's it's relatively dense. You don't want to get like a really a really lightweight stone, like a pumice or something like it, that. It's gold, though. Why is it gold? Yeah, well, so the funny thing is, is like uh, this was actually just a rock that was sitting out front of my house. Okay. And I thought, if we're just going to have a rock on for gear review, it might as well be a golden rock. And, and this is actually going to serve a dual purpose for me, uh, making this, even though it's a very heavy rock, it's going to make it ultralight. So since this okay. since this rock right here is painted gold, yeah, and our new fearless leader, it's kind of like his color. Okay, I'm actually going to post this rock on eBay uh, yeah. and see what it goes for. Uh, a gold rock. A gold rock. Can we yeah. add a trail show sticker in as a like a bonus? Yeah, man. No, we don't. Not not on the rock. But yeah, like, no, it'll just be the like the winning bidder in there with it. The win- and you know we don't even have to mention that, but the winning bidder. Well, unbeknownst to that person, we'll get a trail show sticker. Absolutely. Absolutely. I like it. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, that's the gear review. It's a rock. Sometimes <laughs> they're really useful. <laughs> Man, this is right up there with the, the day we uh, did a gear review on oxygen. Oh, which yeah. Was that's also totally useful stuff, too. Yeah, well, you know what? You can breathe it as well as use it for combustion. When Disco and I, a couple times when we've gone to Hawaii, we've done 
a general delivery box to ourselves with our trekking poles and our tent stakes and everything because yep. we don't check a bag. So, yeah. you know, whatever. And there have been a couple times where the first night there we weren't able to pick up our box yet and we've had to stake out our tent entirely with sticks and rocks. Yep. Yeah. So, and it worked. Yeah, and it works. Mostly. Yeah. I've I filled stuff sacks with when I used to still have stuff sacks. I used to fill them with sand sometimes on the beach. Yeah. Good hey, call. Sometimes you got to do that. All right, folks. You didn't no. think it was Yeah. Don't we have something else we can do? Only I, the longest I do have show. Another we just got a second segment. wind. Longest show we've ever done. There's some beer we could talk about or Yeah. OKT. Maybe another trail. Or no, LKT. 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 Longest LKT. known LKT. longest LKT. known time. LKT. Yeah. Or how about longest known trail show? Dr. Long- Dre. LKT. The LKTS. We just took the LKTS people. This is it. All right, thanks to everyone for tuning in today. A big thanks to Cliff Kipp from Montana Conservation Corps for talking to us tonight about the important work they're doing. Cool cat. Big thanks to Cactus and Aru for schooling us on the San Diego Trans County Trail. Yes, thank you for that. That was awesome. Big thanks and praise to all our monthly PayPal donors. All of us. I and I. Many mahalos. Rasta. I remind Big, big, big thanks to Shovel and Stumble from Perrin Brewing Company. And congrats Absolutely. on your award for Best Brewery and or Brewery of the Year. And Beer of the Year. And, and Beer of the Year. And also, como siempre, mil gracias a Héctor Cortez ah. por tu diseño y tu apoyo. Hey, big thanks to Jennifer from Sam Adams for talking to us tonight about the Hellas and the hoppy wheat ale that Both we tried. delicious, and, and, and I, thanks, I loved her energy. Thanks for sending those. Yeah, that was a great interview. That was yeah. a lot of fun. Uh, big thanks to Dr. Dre for all the fine hoppy beers from the south he sent us. And the Saison. And best of luck in Maui, man. You lucky. Yes. Yeah, man, hit duck. me up. I get, I Maui, get some spots Waui. I'll point you at. Yep. And, of course, to Cactus for bringing in those, uh, those lovely beers that he brought in. And yeah, that man. We, that first one he poured out for us was oh, awesome. Where where is that thing? I don't. I think we drank uh, it all. Yeah, it's all it's all gone. That the, it was like the the nowhere brewing company number double yes. oh six. Yeah, and I, I think I think D'Lo ate the can. Yes. Oh my gosh! So you can always find us at thetrailshow.com, at twitter.com slash trailshow on Facebook and Instagram at the Trail Show on Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and of course on iTunes. We're on Twitter. You know where we are. Another trail show is coming gone, but don't fret. We'll be back next month with more beers, trails, and nonsense. Until then, for the Princes of Darkness, Delo, Special 41, Cactus, and Aru, I'm Disco. Ciao. Peace out, yo. Peace out. Peace and out. Thanks out. to Delo. Drain the swamp. Drain the swamp. Drain the swamp. Drain the swamp. It was, does people. It was great to. It was really Drain great. Swamp. It was great to have Delo's one eye on the show again. I know. I know. <laughs> Why does Pod keep looking at the door? Why does Pod keep looking at the door? I'm All pretty sure it's the herd of homeless zombies trying to get in here. That's right. Yeah. Parent. Parent. All right. Parent. Trail show ever. Let's get the F out of here. First yeah, seriously. We, first, we got to clean up that feces pile. Oh, yeah. And that's the show. Because Mags has started his own pat, podcast called Ask Mags. This is a classic, like, hold my beer and watch this. So <laughs> You have options to bushwhack <gasps> or, or roadwalk. No. And if you see a... 
rabbit with no hair, then it's mangy. Multiple cans. Tremendous cans, big cans. Take the little Grizz. It's a bourbon barrel-aged session beer if there is such a thing.